Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. This is my snakeskin jacket, and for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and belief in personal freedom. Oh god, not the bees. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna save the fucking day. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. How absurd. How, in the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of your cell? How absurd. What's in the bag? A shark or something? How absurd. Well, I think you better pull the trigger, because I don't give a fuck. How absurd. I never disrobe before gunplay. How absurd. Happen in any form of, you know, Batmaniverse media, that would have to be the one to do it, is the Harley Quinn show, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously you're not going to have Batman going down on somebody, like, for reals, he's on, like, a fucking Christian Bale, like, oh, hey, Anne Hathaway. It's not like all these alleged stories we've been hearing about um, uh, Batman and Catwoman on the set of The Batman. Yeah, because, like, Robert Pattinson allegedly, definitely fucked Catwoman in suit on top of the Batmobile. I mean, that's what's that's what's going around. That that's a, it's all rumor and innuendo, folks. Let me just tell you. in her endo. In her oh, endo. Oh, God oh, damn it! Oh my Jesus Christ! But um, self five, self high five. <laughs> but yeah, like it, and it keeps going deeper. Like I'm hearing the director I may have called him, and like the director, what was the director of the Batman again? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Apparently, he is just fucking furious. It's like, no at, one fucks in the Batmobile except me. He is so mad at Pattinson, apparently they just well, don't like he, each other. He, he, he well, cucked him with the fucking Batmobile. And at this point, like, the rumor was Pattinson got COVID, had to shut everything down. It was his fault. Yeah, that did that happen. the rumor. Somebody got it, and everyone was like, it's, it's, it's Edward. Because I remember, like, it shut down because of him, and then, like, there was a whole, like, stinky about him, you know, not working out at home or whatever. And he, like, shot a bunch of pictures of himself and it ended up on the cover of a magazine or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Y'all remember that shit? I don't Vaguely. recall that. Bit. It was like GQ or some shit. I don't know. Unless it's, it's like not- him and his not washed hair for like three AG. days, just just greasy and manky. <laughs> like, oh, look at me. <laughs> I'm just saying, unless it is black and white and about people guarding a lighthouse, I don't want to see Robert Pattinson do much of anything. I'm still really. I'm still interested to see if uh, Pat is correct, and he thinks I will just absolutely hate that movie. Uh, I want you to like it. I, I, wa- I want to like it, too, because the trailers, everything looks oh, fun. The, the lighthouse? Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't I, know. I, I it's can, up in the air for you on how Because yeah, I, I, I can see a, it's a larger possibility, I think. See, because here's the thing. like A lot of people, you, you have a very particular sort of taste in true? a lot of things. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I, I I tend to think that you would like a lot of stuff that other people think you won't. Because you're also really good at seeing the good in things. This is true. I do so like I, a lot of things that a lot of people don't like. So I, <laughs> oh, same here. 
You know, I, I don't know about the lighthouse. You you might think it's boring, but I don't I don't think you're gonna hate it. It might not be for you, but I don't think you're just gonna be like, oh fuck this movie. Oh, bear. oh no, I am not for you know like goose murder. But that one shot, the only <laughs> the only shot that I've seen that has been memed to hell and back with all kinds of songs put to it is just him just like bashing that fucking goose, just just blood splatter everywhere in black and white. And I'm just like, God damn, I, I need to see this movie. <laughs> like, what happened? Did this goose murder his family? I need to know. Well, let's just say Robert Pattinson. Was it, it indeed it, Penguin? No, it was a, he was a little stressed. In, just a little bit <laughs> little stressed like, in the lighthouse. If you go into it understanding that you're probably not going to, quote unquote, get the point of the movie. Because let's be real, there's probably fucking not one. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure like, there's, there's a... There's Justin an, just called me stupid. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm saying there's I mean, nothing there to is get. definitely an intended meaning, but a lot of it is very interpretable. By intended meaning, I feel like he sort of just threw a bunch of stuff up. Like, yeah, that looks good. People will think that that's deep. It feels artificially deep to me. I, d- I don't think so. I feel I, like I don't. I don't either. Because I, f- I, th- I feel like the lighthouse is a, like John said. It's, it's a very interpretive film. Because we had. Because I remember we we went to Buffalo Wild Wings of all places and had a very uh, interesting conversation <laughs> about the movie. I'm telling you, it's about life. And oh, thank you, ma'am. The cheese fries are here. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're gonna have a, a movie, a, a, a night out with the boys about movie criticism, you get yourself some Buffalo Wild Wings. You heard? Yeah. I've, well, by artificiality, I mean I feel like he made it to be interpretable, right? Like, I, he probably well, had I some mean, vague most, idea. Most of what, things are made to do certain no, things. Like, like, interpretable by everybody. Like, he had an idea of what he thought it might be, maybe, but it felt like he went for, this will mean everything to anyone who wants to look at it. That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't feel like if if you looked into his brain, there was an actual concrete, this is what I'm trying to say. It feels more like, yeah, no, that's generally about what I'm going for. Other people like it. That's what it feels like to me. Well, well then, I, I feel like the the vision of that movie is way too cohesive. I mean, I, I've definitely seen stuff that well. This is like, you know, just we're just throw weird shit for the sake of weird, and like it, it, people, you know, if it's weird enough, people think it's profound. I've definitely seen stuff like that. To me, this didn't ring of just like or just throwing shit against the wall. No, no, I, I didn't mean like that. I, I just mean. That he intentionally made it vague enough to where everyone could read something different. Well, I think there there is a a level of value to that art, though. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying there's not. I'm saying I think that's I mean, what he did, evoking a specific like reaction. Yeah, because well, I mean, there's some movies where you go, okay, this is clearly about this motherfucker's childhood, and he's working some shit out, you know. But this is not that. That's all I'm saying. Well, is yeah, it, I mean, yeah, but I mean. That's how it feels to me. Uh, I, 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 it's one of those things where I could see how someone would say that, but I, I don't. I mean, you're talking but, to but, but two you're... people who loved the lighthouse. I loved it too. Yeah. I really did. I thought it was excellent. The acting was phenomenal. And and I love like weird surrealist bullshit, even if I think it's kind of random at yeah. times. I just like the vibe of it. Well, like it's part it, of the reason I love David Lynch so much. Well, and that, that's what I was about to compare it to. It feels to me like it was sort of like a racer head where. There are some ideas for things, sure, but it's not like yeah. a concrete meaning. Well, it's not necessarily like logical meaning, but more emotional meaning. Yes, it's the Jackson Pollock of movies. 
Okay, I think that's a little dismissive. I know, that was just me being a dick. Sorry. I, I figured. Shimmy definitely definitely has like a certain type of movie, I think, as well. I, I think we all have a particular movie. Yeah, we we all have our things, most definitely. I hate Jackson Pollock. I mean, I do too, but... You know the irritating thing is he was actually a good painter? Like all the shit before his dribbly bullshit, he was actually good. Yeah. But then he just... You know, went full toddler and just dribbled things. Well, I guess because he realized that made him the most money. One of my yeah. favorite Jackson Pollock stories is he was at this art show, or he, he was presenting his art at this place, and they uh, he brings out a new painting, and it's just like a bunch of black spots with like two red dots in the center. And they asked this like top-end art critic dude, and he comes up with this very circuitous, elaborate, uh, and this is a self-portrait of <laughs> Jackson as uh, these two red dots represent his individuality amongst some of the days of black or some bullshit. And, and they bring Jackson Pollock out there and they was like, <laughs> hey, what did you mean by this bullshit? And then he started looking at it. He saw the red dots. Ah, oh, shit. I must have... It must have got on there when I painted that one. <laughs> you see... You see, my, my favorite um, uh, Jackson Pollock uh, moment is every time it's referenced in movies when talking about jizz being everywhere. <laughs> hey, that's a bit... That's, I mean, that's been highly specific. That's been in a few movies, one of which has was a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. The Need first I remind Guardians. you? Yeah, Guardians. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's right. Not to shit on Guardians, that is up there in my favorite. It's MCU a good movies. joke. Though. It's a I, solid yeah, joke. It is a solid joke. But yeah, me being you know a fan of art, I just wanted you know <laughs> chime in. Oh, yes, you are. You definitely are a, a fan of the, the classics there. Kids. I am. Uh, what, 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 regarding that, that cum joke, I remember a, a friend of mine, uh, we, were, we were watching Guardians and um, when the Jackson Pollock joke, the whole theater just laughed. It's like, ha, I get it. It's a cum joke. And he's, and he's just looking around like, oh, I think I missed something. <laughs> like, he was left out. Uh. Oh, no. I, I, I've been in so many situations like that, especially growing up, being a fucking, like, nerdy kid. Just being like, what does this mean? I have no context. Oh, my. Why do I feel othered right now? <laughs> back, back when Superbad was in theaters. So, like, 2009. I, I guess I, I'm not That's, sure. That sounds about right. Jonathan, no, no, no. It was before that. You been? Fuck off. No, it, it had to be before that. It, I was a freshman in high school. So, Kenan, thank you very much. This, this was at least 2007. So it's about the time they invented the clapper, right? Yeah, 2008. Yeah, 2007, 2008 when the clapper was. Fuck y'all. 2001 is when the clapper was. I could have swore. I remember, like, the first time those commercials ever existing, but apparently I'm not. Wildly incorrect, no. yes. It, but in, anyway, uh, a group of us college well, kids... I wouldn't say it if, if I didn't know it wasn't true. No, I was, you know, I, I was in uh, a show choir in college, my first two years of college. We all decided to go to the movies. We all wanted to see Superbad. Um, 
we've all here seen Superbad, right? Yeah. Uh, spoilers for Superbad, as I know we're recording. We have to be recording now, right? Oh, no, I don't know what you... Yeah, of course yeah we're God, recording. I was about to say, because Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah, we've been, we've been bullshitting about, for about, forever. Uh, we've been recording for about 10 minutes. Hell, yeah. 10 minutes, 46 seconds. Anyway, let me tell this story, and I promise, Frank, we will get to the task at hand. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Frank is just like oh, white-knuckling his steering wheel right now. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. You're not the boss of us. All right. But you get to the scene in Breaking Bad where they start... Um, uh, Talking about drawing super pictures bad. of dick. You, you said Breaking Bad. Oh, I'm sorry, Super Bad. Sorry, uh, well, we were talking I, about oh, wait, Breaking, breaking Bad. <laughs> what? Oh, wow, that's right. We were talking about Breaking Bad. Fuck. Sorry, y'all. No, 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 Super Bad. You're talking about Breaking <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, all the all the, everything is breaking in it. We're talking about it right now. Oh, uh, fucking WWE Breaking Ground. Uh, I'm breaking wind right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Super Bad. Yeah, Super Bad in the theater. Uh, in the theater. Show when choir. They were, show choir. Um, uh, there was one girl there, apparently had been homeschooled her entire life, didn't know shit about shit. Oh, I know. Fantastic. Started asking the part when he mentioned in, in the uh, convenience store where he had to tape his uh, boner up into his, and he almost blew a load into his belly button. She, I, she, I, I heard her ask her friend, what's a boner? And then they got to the part where he like drew nothing but dicks, right? And uh, they left to go see Spider-Man 3. After that part happened, <laughs> it's just like it's like what's a boner? I was like, oh no, uh, this isn't the movie for you, oh, sweetheart. No, you might want to go see because um, <laughs> you're about in Spider-Man Three. You're about in for some culture shock. <laughs> yeah, I worked with somebody like that at the movie theater when I was there. It was uh, the same time as Sweeney Todd and the great debaters that were in theaters. Yeah, and we go in to clean the theater, and one of the the girls there, just, I don't I don't know if she was homeschooled or just not. Smart, I don't know, but uh, there in the Great Debaters, the Denzel Washington movie, there was a used condom on the ground. Oh, good on the ground on the ground in the theater, and she went to pick it up. Was like, oh, is that a balloon? Oh, no! And six other people screamed, "No, no, touch it! Oh, God!" As she's trying to blow it up. <laughs> Thankfully, she stopped before she touched it, and then we ushered her out and continued to ush. That's disgusting. It was horrible, and I'm like, what? <laughs> What part? Like I don't, I don't get how this, I don't get how this movie is the one you pick. Well, it, it, I've never it, even heard of that movie. It's, it's probably because there was, it probably was a lot of people in there, so it's just like perfect place to go to Bone Town. <laughs> and it was on the front fucking row. Hey, I mean, could the you audacity? Could you imagine? Nobody goes to the front could, row of that movie. Could y'all imagine if y'all went to go see Cats, and then like this young couple shows up in the back and then just just starts banging. That would have been the least <laughs> weird part of Cats, I think. <laughs> or better yet, a couple came in like fully prepared to just to bust nut, and they saw us all in there, just like, God damn it, and they walked back it's out. Like, Fuck, people actually <laughs> want to watch this shit? God. Yeah, it was great. Sorry. I, st- I unabashedly love that movie for how terrible it is. You gave that movie five stars on Letterboxd. <laughs> I you? sure did. Wait, what movie? Cats. Cats. Oh, there was an all you can hear episode on it. Yeah, yeah, there was. I can't <laughs> wait for. I can't. You were on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all recorded like immediately after y'all watched the movie. Yeah, right? what was that? It was just the four of us, wasn't it? Cody, it was me, Frank and Frank yeah, it five. Was, yeah, it was the five of us, and, and me and Cody went. I think we went on Christmas Day, <laughs> and so we go into the movie theater, and we're it's us and an elderly uh, African American couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they they were sitting through it like fucking troopers. <laughs> so we come out, 
we come out of the uh, fucking theater after it's over, whatever the fuck Cats is. I, even the play <laughs> is like, what the fuck? I own it on Amazon. <laughs> what, the 98 recording of no, it? No, the new one. Oh, yeah. I bought I bought the Hooper movie <laughs> on Amazon. God. I, I Jimmy don't... also owns the bootleg butthole edition. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how Tom Hooper conned his way into <laughs> making people think he was good. But I mean, the Oscar probably helped. For, like, I, I will say, The King's Speech is a good movie. Yeah, but... But not, it, doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be nominated for anything. I mean, it was it was good on the strength of the performances, the direction. Like, let's be real, you could put Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush in just a in, in this fucking basement on a camera phone, and they'd probably still be nominated. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Colin Firth, why are you in my basement right now? <laughs> oh, hello! Oh! <laughs> Let me tell you about Downton Abbey. I'm here to make a movie, I am. I'm here to make a movie. So, so I'm here to make a movie. Well, I'm here to make it good. We haven't So, even... I got... So, I've got a question. What's what the does, question? What does fixing to mean? I don't... I don't... You, you know, you know, Colin Firth. Like I'm going to fix and do something. I'm fixing to do something. I'm fixing to go upside <laughs> your head for asking dumbass <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah, you dumb bitch. <laughs> God, just imagine like him Colin Firth, like just on the, the planet's fucking alive. <laughs> just listen to this bitch. <laughs> He's gonna be so mad. I would love if, like, somehow four dipshits from Alabama just are bullying the <laughs> fuck out of Colin first. We accidentally give him like anxiety and shit. That would actually—I love Colin first. That would actually make me feel really bad. <laughs> Same here. He's such a good actor. He is. He, he's always a delight. Like he's what Hugh Grant tried to be. Uh, I, he was too. He had douchey vibe like because well, he was a giant like a, douche well like, not even like regular american douche because that's like the devil i know yeah. but I'm, I'm talking like british douche where they're like half the size and, and they're just like really like condescending the sort of british douche the douche that's in a, a relationship with elizabeth hurley and still picks up a very average looking hooker he yeah. did that Hugh Grant did that. Got arrested for it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was really good in Love Actually, though. I love that movie. Cajun Greatness, take two. Colin Firth was also in Love Actually. Uh, Damn it, it didn't uh, work. uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) You know what, like, rom-com I unironically love? What's that? Hmm. Crazy Stupid Love. You know, I've never seen that one. I haven't seen either of those. You know which one I love? What? Hope Floats. Never heard of it. That's it's Sandra Bullock and Harry Connick Jr., who's one of my favorite singers. And he's you know, he's going to be in T Town. Yeah, is he when? Yeah, soon. I forgot to tell you about that. Oh God, I have to go to that. Let me let me. I mean, we could probably look it up after the show, but still, um, or, or maybe I want to do it now after Fine, the show that now. hasn't do it started now. yet. Frank is I mean, just seething. This right is now. the uh, <laughs> no, but so Harry Connick Jr. and Sandra Bullock. It's set in the South, and Harry Connick August twenty seventh. Really? What day is that? It's a Friday. Friday. Shimmy's going to have himself a good Friday. Is that the amphitheater? Yeah, the amphitheater. It has to be, right? Fuck, I'm getting tickets to that. 
<laughs> it's like, actually going to be at Taco Mama. I'm more excited on, for on that front than porch. I am for Mark Ribelay. How do you pronounce his last name? Apparently it's, it's Apparently, it's Ribier. I finally heard Ribier. him okay. say the name himself, Ribier. and I believe he said Ribier. Fair enough. Uh, now, I'm excited to see him. Don't get me wrong. But I've loved Harry Connick Jr. since I was 10 years old. And that's fair. But I've loved Mark Ribier since about a year ago, and I am so <laughs> excited for that show. Like, man, we we have to think about it. We, since he creates all the songs right off the cuff, we remember more of his songs than he does. I mean, he might remember them pretty well, but. I mean. Well, and I imagine he's probably like, when he goes in with like a chord progression or a, or like a certain like rhythm beat in mind. And then just kind of, as he, as just sort of something to get started. And then. I mean, maybe not. Because I mean, I, I, yeah. I imagine some because some of them do feel a lot more improvised. Than I will that. say, yeah. I think like I know he like you know probably doesn't take requests, but I feel like some of his most watched uh, videos on YouTube, you know, more specifically the Flamingo song, you know, maybe somebody shout that out and be like, hey, I know you've already done this before, but this is pretty much your uh, free bird <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so my lighter is out. I'm ready to hear the Flamingo song. He please. would probably. He seems like the type that would start a brand new song called "I'm Not Gonna Sing the Flamingo Song." I'd be happy with that too. You see, because I, I mean, I still have plenty of time. I'm on the hunt for every every piece of attire that has flamingos all over it. I mean, oh yeah, we're all gonna be decked out. If I can get a flamingo tuxedo. I for mean, a I'm, fair price. Okay, well, yeah. I, I will saying. roll in that the, bitch with the a flamingo second half tuxedo. Of that seems a lot harder. Than the yeah, first. like the first half, that's totally doable, but the second half is where it got squiffy. Yeah. Anyway, anywho, what were we talking about? <coughs> well, I was about to or say. What were we not talking? About? I was about to say. Welcome to Hope Floats. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Floats is like it's he, it's Harry Connick Jr. Sandra Bullock. It's set in the South, and he's the romantic lead. And his name in the movie is Justin. I am predisposed to love this movie, and I do. Even though Sandra Bullock's Sandra Bullock's accent, I will say her Southern accent, and you you guys have seen her do Southern accents and other stuff. Yeah. Yes, it's just about as 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 memorably awkward as say Nicolas Cage's in Con Air. So welcome to Caging Greatness. Tonight uh, we are talking about Con Air and how Thomas Jefferson uh, he well he was kind of a douche. It was like a 20 minute segue. I think kind of a douche. underselling. <laughs> 21 minute segue. I was fucking close. Yeah, you were very close. <laughs> uh, so now Frank can finally let go of the steering wheel and breathe because we've, oh, God, thank Jesus. we've made it into oh, the, the show. Blood refer- as the blood returning <laughs> to his fingertips. Made it into the show proper. I've been uh, waiting for him yeah. the whole time to do Con Air, and now it's time. I'm happy. <laughs> why? No. Now they're, why are they, they're still not talking about it. Why is Justin laughing? <laughs> oh, God. Now Jonathan's laughing. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> why is everybody laughing right now? Jesus, all I want to do is hear commentary on the Nicolas Cage film, Con Air, and these dipshits can't even form a complete sentence without just bursting into fucking laughter. I mean, Jesus Christ, what's even the point anymore? You know what, Justin, I'm sorry, I can't even come to the shop anymore. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing everything that I've ever bought to, for, from your shop to the front of your shop, and I'm setting it on fire. I'm not even going to try to sell it. I'm going <laughs> to set it on fire and let my dogs piss on the ashes, okay? Oh, but don't let anybody in the store, or my dog will flip his shit. I'm sorry, Frank. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
to be fair, they just started laughing for some reason. I don't know what happened. Everything just went white. I, I don't know what God. just happened. You should just start finding envelopes full of dog shit in your mailbox. We got plenty of that in our backyard. We don't need more of it, I swear. Uh, but these are going to be like Farkle turds. Uh, man, the dogs, we already have shit like human beings. You've seen it happen. They do. They well, do. Like fucking Darwin takes man shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. So, <laughs> we watched Con Air. Yes, we fucking did. Because I, this is this is our second week in a row where we're doing an actual Cage movie. Yeah. We is this are, a new uh, record? Uh, um, no, we've done no, it multiple. I, I think our record's three, I think. Well, we gotta well, we're we're, we're going to have a hat trick for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, the only thing is there's one coming up soon. I don't, I don't know if it's... Is it next week? Yeah, it's next week's. Um, that that's kind of in the middle there, but you know, I think I think I'll still count. I think so too. Jonathan has just grabbed a a lightsaber, and even though that's the one that doesn't make noise, I almost guarantee you, Darwin somehow knows you have that in your hand right now. He probably does. I I, I can't explain it because for reference, Darwin hates. You know, for a dog, it, it seems a little um, antithetical, but Darwin hates. Any and all stick-shaped objects. Yes, like we yep. we can't even sweep the house. No, I watched him scream away from a cat just towards the broom because he hates it that much. Just earlier tonight. Yes, it 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 just it throws me for a loop. And even, you can he can be behind like three closed doors. <laughs> you can be creeping as softly as possible, and you grab a broom. You even look at the broom. Darwin somehow knows, and he will just bust a Looney Tunes hole through all those doors to try to eat <laughs> its face off. Speaking of face off, that's coming up soon. That is coming up soon. So, Con Air. Yes, Con fucking Air. All right, uh, let's, no more pussyfooting around. Let's, let's go. do our normal thing. We got to do what the people yeah, want. Well, gonna... Speaking of pussy, the following Batman eat pussy: <laughs> Adam West, Michael Keaton, George Clooney. And Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson, more than likely. Hey, man. What about Val Kilmer? Definitely not. You know, oh, come on. You know, not Kilmer, with those teeth? Val Funny. Kilmer seems like a stud, I am. I am very behind in my Hollywood Babylon catalog. <clears throat> because since they haven't been doing the live show, they've just been watching the 1966 Batman series and doing commentary on it. And, you know, uh, Ralph Garman, who's on that show was actually best friends with Adam West. Like, huh. they were actually pals. Oh, that's sweet. That's neat. And, that's um, freaking sweet. And in the, early <laughs> day, in, in the early days of their relationship, you know, they just it got to the point where, you know, they weren't talking about, you know, Batman anymore. They were just bullshitting like buddies. And he finally, like, got the courage to ask Adam West. He was like, hey, how much, how much fucking poon did you swing, like, back in your day? He was like, oh, you know, a, a gentleman never tells. He's like, oh, come on, fuck that, man. We're friends. You can tell me. And it's like, just, just give me a number. Come on, just, just, just let me know something. And again, I, I might be, it might not be word for word, but it was something along the lines of, well, you know, Batman is always willing to do what's necessary to for the citizens of Gotham. <laughs> Trying to say, Adam West. Got hella late as Batman. <laughs> Adam West fucks? <laughs> Confirmed red circle Ralph, arrow. Ralph Garman told the story better than me. I'm sorry. <coughs> Ralph well, Garman has... Well, a, he Jonathan has, and I both know that Ben Affleck eats pussy. 
Oh, yeah, he does. He eats pussy like 20 minutes into Gone Girl. I guess DJ. I mean, like a fucking champ. <laughs> He's going to compete in the Olympics for that <laughs> Everybody, uh, hello and welcome to ESPN where we have the Conalingus Contest. <laughs> that would be on ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> yeah, just like. And this is Fire Tongue Lick Splicker. <laughs> So Con Air, Con Air is the movie you know we watched. I need to preface this by saying I'm very excited about this episode. I've been wanting to talk about this movie for a long time. Con that Air's being said, when yeah, we get thirty to minutes, it, it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> So they're still not fucking talking about the movie. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> they're still not discussing the film. <laughs> Jesus titty fucking Christ On a cracker On Wednesday Where some people go to church for some reason oh, God. Okay. I fucking hate cheesecake Why aren't they talking about the movie Con air Con air <laughs> So Jonathan We're gonna do the thing that we usually do Where you're gonna tell us what your review is And the stars that you gave the movie on the Letterboxd app. So. So. Uh, this is one of my guilty pleasures. I really like this movie. Though I have not seen it since I was a kid, but I remember enjoying the fuck out of it then. And I'd say the lot of it doesn't hold up in the way it means to, but <laughs> I still have fun. Four stars. Nice. I fucking dig it. If you had to guess, how old would you say you were when you first saw this movie? When I first saw it? I yeah, was probably, a rough estimate, yeah. It was probably like, I saw probably parts of it when I was like five, when it was on TV. Okay. That's fair. Definitely Patrick. wasn't when it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you, you weren't born yet. Patrick. <laughs> oh, bullshit, I was. I was a whole three years old. <laughs> That's right, John. Call him a boomer. Call him a fucking boomer. Do it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> He's going to call you a boomer. He called us boomers last time. Boomer. I know, but I, I, I'd rather call you a boomer. See, he's me. riling me up to charge my Death Star ladies. Besides, it's wrong on both accounts. Like, yeah. it can't happen. That's not how years work. Patrick. But- <laughs> hey, Pat. <clears throat> oh, I've done that twice now. Now it's three times. That was uh, Pat, though. <coughs> Once, twice, three times a cannon? Yes. Ballsy. Once bitten, twice, twice shy, man. Patrick. Yes. It got burnt. <laughs> what did you think of Con Air? Oh, Con Air? Well, I had myself a great time. Um, it, it is silly and it's funny. It's. I will say I was surprised how like chill a lot of the movie is. But it, there's still a lot of like silly goofiness in there, and I really enjoy myself. Four stars, nice, nice. Uh, Cannon, I'm gonna go ahead and go because, as you said, it's like you, I want you to have the last word on the reviews because this is your. You don't have to do that. Thing. Uh, I love this movie because I love good things, so I gave it five stars. I mean, because, again, the 10-star system, if it was a 10-star rating, it'd be like a solid 8.5, maybe a 9. But as it is, the 5-star system, even with the halves that I hate so much, 5 stars, because it's close enough at that point. 
<clears throat> but yeah, no, this is instantly quotable. I have a picture of winking Nick Cage framed at the shop, along with several other pictures of Nick Cage. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's my thing. Five stars. Canon? Well, I've seen this film many, many times. I wore it out tremendously when I was a kid. Uh, there were many, many VHS tapes back in the day that would have about three movies tops, and one of them had a big old fat Con Air on it. And I also believe the same tape had Face Off on it as well. Yeah, probably so. I think so. Yeah. Makes but, sense. Uh, I wore it out back then. I wore it out every time it was on a movie channel. <clears throat> Tonight was the first time I've seen Con Air in its entirety in, wow, a long time. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I've seen it. And I was nervous for a while thinking, oh, man, it's not going to be as good as I remembered it. But thank Christ, <laughs> I was wrong Five stars, can't wait to tell you why. Nice. Later on, when we come back after this commercial break. Because we were running up about probably close to an hour now. <laughs> nope. 31 minutes. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, bye. Over now. <laughs> and uh, those of you who are familiar with this movie might have noticed that Cannon's two pull quotes from the theme song of the uh, Caging Greatness podcast, uh, the two most prominent ones, are from Con Air. Yeah, this movie does have, there's a few more uh, uh, quotes Little quotables that I'd forgotten about like, from this like movie. Like this whole movie is just one-liners. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. all it's all punchline for a joke that's immediately going to cut to next scene. I mean, that's the Bruckheimer way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we <clears throat> so th- does does this make no? Was that- Jaws Jerry Bruckheimer? <laughs> no. <laughs> does this make what? Con Air our most uh, our, our best rated uh, movie? I don't. Think? So I don't Wait. think so. what was the last well, one was the like Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona had um, four. I mean, excuse me, three, four and a half stars, and one four star. Granted, I've been getting bad okay. about not reviewing mine immediately after the film. I was just like doing it later. I, I remember what star I give it for the most part. So, yeah. and just just so you know, everyone has an idea of the Bruckheimer way. If you're not familiar with it, these are some of the movies he's produced: uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I got big Armageddon vibes from this movie. For oh, sure. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, like all of the bad boys. <laughs> yeah. Bad all of the pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. The Rock. The National Treasures. Oh, he brought Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's the one. <clears throat> Flash but no, dance. Not, not that one at all, actually. Uh, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> That, oh man, my favorite. Not that really. Clive Owen King Arthur movie, which wasn't near as bad as people gave it credit. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> There's a director's cut that like fixes a lot of stuff. Same with Kingdom of Heaven, that Orlando Bloom movie. Oh man, yeah, I, I've heard that the director's cut of that movie is legitimately great. It is. It's really fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Orlando Bloom was lovely in it. I mean, it's got Jeremy Irons. Can't go wrong with Jeremy Irons. Jeremy yeah. Irons. Jeremy Irons. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Uh, the blonde Liam dude Nason. from Rome. Kevin McCarthy. And some oh, other people. Can't you know the rest. But wonder <coughs> so, how yeah. big is Liam Neeson's cock. So that's the Bruckheimer sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock, everybody. Sorry, that was another bit from Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> Mr. Cockway Twitty. People bring 
people br- uh, You're always on my mind. People like email them. Um, uh, they say Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? And then uh, he'll read their uh, emails and tweets to their audience. It's pretty funny. Nice. Because apparently he has a, a historically monster schlonger. But is it bigger than William Defoe's cock? <laughs> Which is apparently too monstrous to be on screen. Too big and too scary looking to be put to hell. <laughs> but the real question is, how does it measure to Dave Batista's dick? How do all of them measure to, like, what's his name? Um, John Ham. John Ham's got a swing in hey, He's got a ham. Uh, that shit in his britches. <laughs> uh, he had to have his pants specially tailored so people can't make out the outline of his massive cock. This is um, God, I'm, this is oh man, this is why uh, my mom is definitely not going to listen to this episode. Oh, funny story, y'all. Yeah, what did what did your mom think? So my mom decided to give us a go on last week's episode. Oh no! And you remember how we started that episode off? Where, where I was talking about Gorilla Grip Pussy, right? That's the one. Yep. <laughs> that was the one that my mom started and ended before she even got 10 minutes in. I am, I am so no, sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize. That, that, Don't. Like her first impression of not just me, but all of us Look, she was should, Gorilla Grip Pussy. She's heard me talk. She should have known what she was getting into when she clicked the button. But I'm just saying, it was fucking hilarious. She's like, I tried to watch y'all. Uh, watch. Tried to listen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on vacation. I may have had a few more of these before we, you know, came down here. And Cannon has a cooler of beers next to it. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a big cooler. It's a small cooler. It's a, it can hold a, a eight. <laughs> but on, it, on, on a scale of one to the bread factory down the road, how many loaves of bread did you drink? Uh, I'm probably uh, breaching on about at least one loaf right now. Uh-huh. I haven't had that many beers today. Uh, but that's, that's anyway, later, my mom. Uh, <laughs> I tried to listen to the show, but y'all, was, y'all was just talking. Y'all just about pussy this and pussy that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait! So she gets a load of this one. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I, okay, I, no, the, okay. I'm just going to create. I'm just going to do a. No, an episode. No, where all I say is pussy. No, no, no that's the y'all thing. can't when, stop me. No, when I share this episode on on Facebook, I'm a, I'm a tagging her directly, saying, "Mom, don't watch that. Don't listen to this. <laughs> don't listen to this episode." I, I think that would be a great pussy. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a great quote to add to I like our. I haven't started fucking talking about it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're not. Okay, sure, they gave their reviews, but now they're going on back to their bullshit. And I, I don't appreciate it one bit. I, I, I work hard. I, I drive around all day, listening, hoping to be entertained because I don't have an AC unit, you know? I don't know. Next, <laughs> he, he turned there. Shut up. I western there, I can't keep this Next going time for... Frank's on the show, he's going to spend the whole time just throwing letters at you, trying to paper cut you to death. You know what? That's going to be probably. I'm going to say it now. That one's going to be the best show we've ever done. Only it's like if throwing them around like ninja stars. As long as Jonathan says pussy 85 times per minute. No, only okay, when we pussy, get my pussy, mom pussy, on pussy. an episode. We, 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 we add the. Uh, Cannon's mom's quote to like the quote board on the on our header picture. Pussy <laughs> this, pussy, pussy that. I was paraphrasing, mind you, but it was around. Hey, that. that's the next shirt. <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna make a banner of all the like the pull quote 
Cajun Greatness logo <laughs> because you why not? You prepare to be popular and then you'll you'll be there at some point. Yeah, always put the cart like the one horse. of them. I, I exactly. want like just the logo on the front and on the back, like in list form, like like all of the reviews, <laughs> <laughs> just like what people are saying. And like one's Why? just blank because you can't read it because apparently there's swear words in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't checked in a while, but uh, I think our reviews are still where they were. Let me check. There's a review I'm, now that yeah. says you're still not fucking talking. <laughs> I, I love how Cannon may have dissociative identity disorder, <laughs> but oh. he, he just channels Frank. Yeah, <laughs> or Frank just possesses Cannon. Now, what if we're all, like, hallucinating and Frank is just canon? And it's like a fucking fight club situation. It was a... All right, probably shouldn't play the episode. It was a tight... It was a bad day for little Justin straight shooting pew-pew. What are you looking for right now? I'm looking up our fucking reviews, because the only way I know how to get to it is by going through the It looks like he's going through, like, hacker-like menus. Because I can't remember if I've told friends of the show... I can't remember if I've told a friend of the show, Joe, or not, but uh, he's like, man, my review won't show up for some reason. I'm just like, what? And then now I know why. He probably had a bad word in there. Well, if he listens like he ought to, and that's religiously, he would have heard us say this (laughs) twice now. Oh, he's probably going to update his review soon. Still just the four showing up, but five total. But uh, let me just go and throw these out here, because I don't know when I'll have another opportunity. Uh, I went and did a little deep dive and got a few little fun factoids about, you know, the movie, that we yeah, the movie we fucking watched, 1997's Con Air, starring Nicolas Cage, Woo, John little... Malkovich, and Con Con John Con Cusack. <laughs> Con Air Cusack <laughs> is his full name, actually. You know what? Really, that, ba- that's probably why he hates this movie so goddamn much. Uh, for, for, we'll, we'll get into that. First, I, I haven't, like, found an actual interview about him saying, well, you know what, fuck it, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Apparently, John Cusack just hates the fact that he's in this movie for some reason. Like, like if, if you mention the movie in an interview, he will be very upset, and he will just, like, refuse to talk about it, which I would say is a little on the bullshit end of things, because, like, you can't tell me that in the vast filmography of John Cusack that he hasn't had, like, Oh, more than a few clunkers. Okay, let's just start off. Oh, no. 2012. I actually like that movie. I know I'm not the majority, (laughs) but I'm a sucker for a good disaster movie. I thought that was... Both Hot Tub Time Machines. He wasn't in the second one, though. He's credited. He probably had a cameo or like a flashback or something. Yeah, because I don't think he even came back to shoot that movie. Uh, 1408. 1408. Sam Jackson, yes. Um, I, I enjoy a majority of the ones you're saying right now. <laughs> the Frozen Ground. I will say he's done a lot of straight-to-DVD shit here lately. Yeah, there, there's this one. It looks like it was made for TV called The Frozen <laughs> Ground, and it stars Nicolas Cage. Wait a minute. Does that mean... Wait, I know... Uh, uh, a few weeks ago when we asked uh, each other. Oh, singularity, John Cusack. Wait, what? I did find the quote where he's talking about Con Air. Let's hear it. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. so, uh, you know, legend says he refused to discuss it forever, but in this interview with The Guardian, <clears throat> uh, uh, they quote a previous interview where he said, you know, get my name above the title, my face on a billboard. I use those kinds of films to get leverage. You wouldn't think Con Air had anything to do with Max, which is uh, one of the characters he was doing for something else. 
But in my career, it does. It's doing con air or doing romantic comedies that makes Max possible. The bad stuff, you just try to make as good as you can. Okay, do you want to hear the plot of Max? Do y'all know what that movie is? Wait, nope. so he's referring to a character that he's played in the movie that he's doing the interview about. Uh, right. Which, this would probably be early 2000s. Yeah, this was 2007 when this article. Max. Which, okay. uh, by the way, is... The plot is synopsis. I hey, I was about to read it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pulling a cannon and preempting your bit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it, it's about a young Adolf Hitler. I'm sorry, what? Who uh, strikes up a friendship with a Jewish art dealer. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, but Con Air is the problem. <laughs> yeah, but apparently Con Air is... When did this movie well, come out? 2002. And by the way... 2002? Max has a 2.9 letterbox average, where Conair is sitting high and mighty at a 3.3. That's 3. like two years after he did one of my favorite movies of all fucking time, High Fidelity. Yeah. So go fuck yourself, John Cusack. Your sister's much better than you are. Also, isn't it weird that his sister's oh, not in Cusack. this movie? I thought it was in his contract that his sister has to be in every fucking movie he's in. No, she's in a lot of stuff that he's not. Just look at uh, uh, School of Rock and the Adams Family. No, I mean like she needs. She, I thought it was like in his contract that she has to be in everything he's in. That might have been early on, because goddamn, they were in a lot of movies together. Oh well, sure. Well, let's let the the Gyllenhaal siblings. They yeah. were in a lot of, were they in a lot of shit together. <laughs> early on, <laughs> besides <laughs> that fucking dumpster fire, Donnie Goddamn Darko. I was about to say your favorite movie, Donnie Darko. Yeah, gross. That, movie. that movie's gross. Garbage. It wasn't that bad. It's fucking atrocious. We're not talking about that movie. The right original now, cut I enjoyed. Oh, the director's cut was bad. We have to watch bad. the Snyder cut of fucking Donnie Darko. No, no, no. That, the Snyder that's when we'll bring it back to prominence. The Snyder cut's the bad one for Donnie Darko. <laughs> No, I heard it. It actually improves upon it greatly. It really doesn't. But uh, for me, know. I've heard that is like apples and oranges. People are going to have their hard set fucking opinion. It's either really good or really bad. Well, like, like I don't have a heart. Like I liked Donnie Darko. I've never felt the urge to rewatch it. I watched the director's cut to see if it was different, and I didn't like some of the changes it made. But I didn't go back and rewatch either. I've seen them both a total of one time. Yeah, I mean, I did too. Also, but, I, but it was one of those movies where it's like, bruh, this movie's going to blow your mind. And I was pro like, you have to be of a certain age yeah. for Donnie Darko to hit. Like, you have to be like 15. Yeah. But I was like 20, and I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched it before, like, roughly when it came out. There was not a huge. Like, the internet wasn't the internet that we know now. Oh, yeah. So, it was just me watching a movie. So, I didn't have any of the fandom bullshit <laughs> or the, bruh, it's going to change your life. I just watched the movie. I was like, huh, that's pretty good. Uh, that lead guy, he's he's going to go places. And that was it. And then he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. And then I watched Southland Tales. And that, that was a mistake. Yep. That was uh, an error. You, you know, they're releasing a director's cut of that movie. But Why? Southland Tales is more entertaining than Donnie Darko. I think they're actually doing like a reboot of Southland Tales. Southland Tales is not a good film. No, it's bad. Miles more entertaining than Donnie Darko. It's bad. For some reason, one of the most star-studded casts in the history of film. Strength of Donnie Darko. 
Like Donnie Darko had That's, all of the critical buzz. I still don't understand why that movie's hot dog garbage. <laughs> I do not like it. Speaking of Donnie Darko, John Cusack he was also especially sour about the nature of Hollywood's push for tentpole summer blockbusters at the expense of good traditional storytelling. Was that before or after he did Twenty Twelve? Much before. Uh, <laughs> oh, I much can much before. Jesus fucking Christ. Hypocrite thou art. Pretentious oh, well, ass. I don't know how I'd feel if I ever met John Cusack, because he has indeed been one of my favorite uh, I actors. like how we like we did a complete 180 of, man, I don't want Colin Firth to feel bad that a bunch of dudes from Alabama are bullying him to, you know what, John Cusack, you can fuck right off. I feel off. like I'd be okay with bullying John Cusack. <laughs> I, I mean, he'd probably be like, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I follow him on Twitter, but all it is is just po- political stuff. That's how he's always been. Yeah. Um... Stream? What are his politics? Uh, Just like typical Hollywood politics. Well, you know how vaguely liberal. You know how Bernie yeah. Sanders is pretty left. Yeah, keep going. Like, like he's hardcore. Like, but I mean, is he hardcore in the American sense though, or is he hardcore in like from the tweets I've seen? <laughs> he is like super duper uber liberal. It's like, is this motherfucker like a like a? Communist, socialist, well, that's well, how like, far like, it goes? When you say Probably. radical, I'm thinking, like, it's time for the proletariat to rise up to eat the rich bullshit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, really? You know yeah. what? Base. <laughs> Poggers. Who <laughs> <laughs> gets hypers in chat for John Cusack? <laughs> <Sheesh>. <laughs> Fucking children. Uh, the uh, The writer of this film, Scott Rosenberg, mm. <clears throat> which also I felt kind of... Um, Kind of interesting. He also wrote the screenplays for High Fidelity, Gone in 60 Seconds, Kangaroo Jack, uh, Jumanji, yeah. Welcome to the Jungle, Venom, and wrote Jumanji, The Next Level, huh. has uh, acted as executive producer on several television shows, uh, Fun, <laughs> funny enough, including the High Fidelity television show, which I still need to check out, even though it's already canceled, which I guess is okay, so I just watch it and get it out of my life. Hmm. I wish the American Gods show <laughs> didn't have all its bullshit. Cause that book is really good. Oh, I did, I did have some fun facts, too. Sure. Let's, let's hear these fun facts. I like them. They're fun. These are some f- fun facts. If you don't think they're fun, well... Woo! If you have the fact that I have, I'm going to be very upset. Because I uh, got a doozy. I, I have some facts. Let's see. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um. The director, Simon West, also directed Never Gonna Give You Up. Fuck! <laughs> well, so long. Bye, Cannon. Believe it or not, why? Fuck! I hate this show. Like, like the music video? Yeah. The, yes. the Rick Hell Roll. yeah! Uh, We're not strangers to love. Damn, he is doing the preemptive bit. That's mine. <laughs> well, we'll, see, well, we'll see if you have these. Other so fun facts include... Um, that the movie was dedicated to uh, Bill Swartz, who died in the making of the film. Huh. Yep, had that because when when a uh, he was a special effects uh, specialist that was killed when a plane fell on top of him. I mean, there were a lot of planes just falling. Yeah, uh, like I, in the like on the set of this movie. Yeah, yeah. That fucking sucks. Every time a plane uh, fell in this film, I was just like, "Oh my god, was that it?" Which one was the one that uh, killed the special effects? Uh, Guy, um, a good bit. I, I learned Talk that shit get plain. <laughs> that Jason Isaacs um, was auditioned for Cyrus the Virus, 
And during his audition, he was going to have like you know, it's a it's a scene where Cyrus has a gun pointed at somebody. He was he was just going to use a pencil, but a, a camera assistant is like, "Hey man, I got a gun you can use." So he pulls out a real gun from out of his waistband and hands it to Jason Isaac, and he's like, "Okay." Then immediately starts screaming, "Oh my god, he's got a gun!" And then director Simon West turns around, freaks the fuck out because one, Jason Isaac was handed a real ass gun, and two. He'd been working with that camera assistant for weeks and didn't know that he had a gun on him the entire time. Huh. That was a lot. Yeah, I didn't definitely didn't have that <laughs> fact. No, I did not. Oh. Yeah, that would uh, that would freak me out too. Well, there's a lot to unpack, dear. <laughs> Just like I'm unpacking this plate of buffalo chili fries. <laughs> Uh, oh no, haven't heard it. <laughs> Duh, bear. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> no, I think I'm the one who's getting frustrated this episode. Duh. I'm pretty sure it's me. Only slightly. <laughs> Only slightly. Well, so that's you your, are the, making up Frank. That's your other personality, which <laughs> is just Frank. <laughs> We're still fucking... <laughs> Hey, we're talking about fun facts, Frank. Get off her dick. Um, uh, according to Screen Rant, uh, a few fans a few fans know that the end scene where the plane crashes into the casino was actually real. The owners of the Sands Hotel were p- persuaded by the filmmakers to postpone its demolition in 1996 by just a few weeks in order to coincide with filming. When the day came, the team had only one opportunity to get the shot, and the fate seemed to be in alignment. Uh, the crash worked without a hitch, and the Sands Hotel owners had a nice little story to tell their grandchildren. I actually knew that. Hmm. I didn't know that one. All the people... You want to see the, the fucking list of people that were considered to play Cyrus the Virus? It is a like, sure, I mean, murderer's row of just like I mean, crazy actors. You can see actors. it, but I think it would be Including more fun. Including one that's very close to If you hearts. said it out loud, so that oh, everyone yeah, listening I'm, I'm definitely going to yeah. say it there, Bod. Uh-huh. Uh, Gary Oldman was the first choice. I could see that, yes. Yeah. Especially after the professional. Was yes. the professional before this? Yes, that was yeah. 94. Right, yeah, no, that, yeah, that totally I still haven't worked. seen that one either. It's really good, mostly. There's some squiffy bits. But uh, along bits. with this uh, uh, Gary Oldman, they also went with, well, wanted to go with, Kevin Bacon, Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. George Clooney, George Robert Clooney. De Niro, Michael Douglas, Richard Dreyfus, James Gandolfini, Ed Harris, Rudger Hauer, William Hurt, Michael Keaton, Michael Madsen, Jack Nicholson, Sean Penn, Ron Perlman, Tim Robbins, Tom Sizemore, John Travolta, Peter Weller, and Bruce Willis were all also considered to play Cyrus the Virus. There's like four or five of those that are just sort of what the fuck. Yeah, there are a lot of those that are what the fuck. <laughs> that that was say, like every male actor in Hollywood. Did you say George Clooney? I did, yes. But no. why? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm just going from by Wikipedia Dawn facts. Came out '96. Yeah, but he's not gonna like. I mean, I, I get that, but I would have figured he would be considered for one of the other parts, not fucking yeah, it, Cyrus. <clears throat> That'd be interesting, especially him and Kalki. You know, <laughs> at that point, burgeoning into his like uh, his movie career. Like there are some some of these actors that you just can't see them turning off their natural charisma. You know, like. The Rock has a hard time doing that shit. He did it in Faster, which I actually enjoyed that movie. If you haven't seen it, it's not bad. I think I've seen that movie. It wasn't bad at all. 
but like, he had like, like help his brother get out of jail or well, something. Well, he and his brother were doing a bank robbery. His brother died. Oh, and he went yeah. to jail because he was the driver, and he gets out of jail, and he goes after all the people that got his brother killed. And then yeah, there's also an assassin coming after him. Well, uh, one thing I do think is interesting about you know Gary Oldman hot, was uh, thought for a moment to be for that role of Cyrus Survivor that he was what the bad guy in Air Force One, which was a similar movie yeah, that, that was, was the same year, right? Get off it, my it, plane. It, it, it was a um, a dueling movie. So like it was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know how oftentimes there'll be like a movie and then later on that year is a movie is a very similar premise. Olympus yeah. has fallen and White House down. Volcano, Dante's Peak. The Illusionist and the Prestige. Uh Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yep. Happened many a times. Mm-hmm. So these nuts on your chin. <laughs> uh also, uh, with our when we just watched Con Air, I'm a bit confused. the The subtitles uh, uh, got one of my facts in a little bit of a conundrum. I'm not sure what to believe anymore. What was that? Well, according to uh, shit, where'd it go? I believe it's Screen Rat again. Yes. Uh, when we were watching the film, mm-hmm. the song yes. that we hear twice, uh, "How Do I Live," yeah, plays, and according to the subtitles, there it's Trisha Yearwood. Yeah. According to Screen Rent, Leanne Rhymes scored a hit with the highly memorable How Do I Live, which was written by Diane Warren for the film. I did not know this. Yeah. It has since gone on to become one of the most recognized romantic love ballads in music history, but its association with Con Air is very much an afterthought that might have something to do with the song being nominated for a Best Original Song Oscar as well as a Razzie for Worst Original Song. As ironic as this standoff might seem, the fact that the song failed to win either award is even more bizarre. Okay, I found the answer to the thing you were asking. Okay. It was written by Diane Warren, and it was performed by Leanne Rimes uh, on her second studio album. Okay. But it was also performed by Trisha Yearwood for Con Air. Ah, alrighty then. Y'all remember that time that Leanne Rhymes cheated on her husband and then got married to the guy that she committed adultery with? Yeah, and then was like super crazy on Instagram and and the socials for like a full fucking year. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, wait, I thought you said shitted on her husband. I, I mean, like, she might. We don't know their I bedroom like, proclivities. Uh, why? I don't know. This I bitch giving him the Cleveland steam. I didn't know anything about any of that. I yeah, it was either. a big stink. Like he couldn't open up. The web uh, for like just I'm going to fucking Yahoo News to check your mail. It's like, hey, Leanne Rhymes done something else crazy. I feel. I don't. I, I don't remember Leanne Rhymes other than her name. That was before your time. Didn't Jerry Bruckheimer also like produce Probably. Coyote Ugly, which yeah, she also good. had a song on that soundtrack for? I never actually saw Coyote Ugly. It's definitely I'm pretty movie, sure that's a thing. It's yeah. definitely a movie of the time where, like, hey, what you know how Christina Aguilera and her music video just like she's covered in just like gunk. <laughs> we want a whole movie I will, like that. I, I will. Yeah, that is pretty much just an extended country version of dirty. Because that's how she spelled that one. Yeah, dirty. Future, <laughs> future go burr. <laughs> future go burr. Mm, how long have we been going? Into uh, the thick of it. Fifty-eight minutes. Okay, so what I'm hearing is before I actually talk about this movie, we have to take a brief intermission. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to take a brief intermission. And here's the fun thing. Uh, check they still out. haven't fucking talked about the goddamn movie. I've seen the movie twice now in preparation. Uh, you know how we usually have like the fun intermissions of like Rob's Review or the Caging Karaoke? We ain't got shit. I got nothing right now. 
I was supposed to have gotten Rob to record some shit before, but I'm not going to be able to see him until Wednesday. Now, for those of you listening, that was uh, the Wednesday before this episode dropped. So if you're listening on Thursday, that's yesterday. But today is Monday. So I don't know if that shit's going to happen. There's aren't a lot of days at it, Shem. So, yeah, uh, 100% honestly, this intermission we're about to have, I got no fucking clue what's coming up right now. It's a surprise <laughs> to you and me. Yeah, like I, we might have to make something new. I, I don't know. I got nothing. But it'll be uh, interesting or it'll be boring and real quick. So, you know, that's what she yeah, said. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We'll be right back. Bye. Yes, hold on tight. I shitted. Buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. Buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. Buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. Buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. Buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash the dirt from Netflix is <clears throat> like you don't know fucking shit about spooky. <laughs> Wait, what movie was this? The dirt. The Motley Crue. Yeah, thing? you know it, it was a the one that that like actually shows them how they are, which is like terrible, monstrous rapist. <laughs> But like, there <laughs> probably allegedly for legal reasons. There's a bit in that movie I forgot. He's just like <laughs> fucked up trying to get another heroin fix, and it's like Nikki Six, I believe. He goes, "You don't know fucking shit about X or whatever." And now the memes have been coming out. It's like you don't know fucking shit about Pokemon. You don't know fucking shit about wrestling. <laughs> blah blah blah. The list goes on and on. That's pretty funny. So you don't know you fucking don't know, shit about Spooky. You don't know <laughs> shit about Gorilla Grip Pussy. <laughs> Lick it now, lick it good, it just pussy like you should. Well, I'm going to let y'all talk about Con Air. <laughs> You're still not fucking talking about it. Okay, let's like for real talk about it. I mean, we have actually how talked much, about a lot of it. Yeah, well, how some much trivia. of y'all unironically uh, buy John Malkovich in this villain role? Oh no, he was immaculate. You see, I I I read that apparently John Malkovich was going banana sandwich during the filming of this uh, movie because the script kept getting rewritten. Yeah, it, it was it was being rewritten daily, and he didn't know one day from the next what his character would be doing or what would happen to him. Now, and I, I will admit, after reading that little factoid, <clears throat> excuse me, there there are a couple of scenes where I can see him just like you know just earning that paycheck right just like there but still john malkovich has a fantastic performance in this movie Mm -hmm. like he is like he's super villainous without like having to be you buy him as a completely unhinged psycho who's going to be mostly calm the entire time yeah (laughs) until he screams right and that's where (laughs) that's why i bring this up because it's almost like his balls like go back up inside, and he's just like, "Oh!" What, at what point in this movie did he scream? I don't know. Well, I know, I know what the Andy probably did, but yeah. I mean, that, the thing about the Con Air is that 
the casting is pretty much across the board excellent. Yeah, th- oh, this yeah. movie has a fantastic cast because we got we of course we got Nick Cage, we got John Malkovich. Besides being uh, annoying about not liking this movie, John, John Cusack, Cusack, Danny yeah. Trejo, very young Dave Chappelle, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle, very young Steve Buscemi. Yeah. It's funny to hear you say he's young, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, it's re- it's like those pictures of young Christopher Walken from those movies from the late 70s and early 80s. Wait, like, Christopher Walken like Dead Zone doesn't really look that young. He looks younger in this movie than he did in Reservoir Dogs, which was before this. Yeah. It's weird. It's or fucking Fargo. weird. Yeah. And then in two, two years later, he's uh, a young heartthrob in Armageddon. Hell yeah. Yeah, he. Oh my God, he was in Armageddon. As far as, as far as I'm concerned, it's the same character. Look at young Christopher Walken. Look at him. I bet it's terrifying. I don't know it if I want to look a, at it. A little uncanny. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's young. Crazy. Young Christopher Walken. Why are we he looking at young like Christopher his name Walken? Would be Tyler. Because that's how it feels to see Steve Buscemi in this movie after years of watching him scream things in Adam Sandler films. You think he looks like a young Christopher Walken? No, I'm saying like this. It's just as weird seeing Steve Buscemi without all the wrinkles and the age. And, and the thing is, is like I'm not used to him being that. Like, I, like I'm just most known for his most acclaimed movies, like with Tarantino and the Coen Brothers and shit. Yeah. I mean, he probably, like, got all those, like, wrinkles and shit from, you know, like, being in the fucking Adam Sandler vampire machine his entire career. I mean, um, he it's we a money machine. We discussed this earlier, and it, didn't never, it never fucking occurred to me that it went as far as back as goddamn Billy Madison. Yeah. He was in that movie, too. He was. So he has been in and out of Sandler films for literal decades. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, I would. So just, just real quick, completely separate issue, but I'm... I'm befuddled. So when I Googled young Christopher Walken, uh, uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you guys just what came up. And you tell me what's out of place. Is that Dave Foley? No. No, uh, the bottom bottom left, that's young Christopher Walken. Yeah, I'm talking also- about top right. Top right. That's like that's, ScarJo. That is Scarlett Johansson, yeah. But it also looks like Dave Foley, weirdly enough. Look it at it. It does look a little like Dave Foley, but for some reason, oh, when you I Google, why do they Google Christopher Walken, young Christopher Walken, Scarlett Johansson is like the second hit. It's probably well, it's from a, a tweet that probably went viral, probably. And but yeah, because when, when he when he have it side by side, there is some resemblance, especially like in the nose and lips area of. Scarlett yeah. Joe and young Christopher Walken. I feel like I can almost guarantee you, like, we're talking yeah. about the cast of this film, that maybe, like, a good percent of the, like, old man authority figures that are in this movie were probably in, like, other affairs, like, you know, Ar- like, say, in Armageddon or what have you. Like, I feel like you see the same uh, group of people as background noise in a lot of these movies. Yeah, they're called character actors. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we kind of flipped our wig when the Nicolas Cage's uh, lawyer was uh, one of the bad guy in the first season of The Shield. Yeah, when, yeah, he was. Where, he's where his a, superpower apparently was to individually gentrify a neighborhood. Yeah, like literal. But he's he is in this movie for like oh my god, like it's not even a minute, I believe. Like it's like forty five seconds. Yeah, if that actually. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's been in other things. He's also in like a Time to Kill. Well, this might might have been one of his first major things. 
It's like how Maybe. Uh, one of Tim Blake Nelson's first major movie roles was 20 seconds on screen in Heavyweights, yeah. that Ben Stiller movie. Or how a comedian Eddie Griffin, one of his first major movie moments, was in that John Turturro film Brain Donors that I love so much. He plays a mailman with one line. But you can still immediately tell it's Eddie Griffin. <laughs> he also had like a tiny part in Armageddon. He's in the very beginning of that movie. Yeah. You remember that? It's a funny <laughs> moment in that movie. Someone dialed 911. Mm-hmm. Somebody dialed 911. Because it's Con Air. Welcome to Con Air. They said it twice. Anyway. Said the thing. Said the thing twice, and we screamed both times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, what else they played twice that was fucking bullshit, though? <laughs> was goddamn Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. And I know we've had this conversation on this yep. fucking show before, but... Have we? Listen, yes, we yeah. have. Listeners. Okay. Remember, this show abs- is dedicated to pissing off all that. The, oh, yeah. One Liner of earliest, right. fans. Yeah, that was uh, one of our earliest. Yeah, that's one of the earliest bits, Shim. How do you not know? God, because we board. didn't run it into the ground for eight more shows. I'm sorry. See, that's what I'm saying. We're like bringing it back, man. Sometimes you got to bring stuff back. It's called nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Uh... For a thing four months ago. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, th- at this point. And uh, internet culture, that is nostalgic. I mean, you're I not wrong. Around. What was I talking about? Leonard Skinner. Sweet, Sweet Home Alabama. Alabama. Oh, Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Fuck that song. It's racist as shit. No one ever talks about it. Like, that plays twice. How can I live? Plays twice. Yeah. When, when, when does it play? I, I only saw, heard it. It, it, it plays very, well, at, it the plays bar, at the very beginning, at the very end. Dancing. Oh. Before, before they met in Las Vegas because, like, why are they in Las Vegas right now? Because that's where Nicolas Cage is. That does, as much as I love this movie, there's a lot about it that makes no fucking sense. Like, but it's still, it's still great. It's like still the great. fact that Nicolas Cage's character goes to jail for defending himself yeah. outside of a bar in fucking Alabama, in Alabama as a vet. Yeah. Not just a vet, like an army ranger. Like, fucking, like, up. Fucking up, basically shoves this dude's nose into his brain, killing him instantly, and then gets sent. He's like, because you're in the military, you are a lethal weapon, therefore, uh, blah, 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 you get uh, seven to ten years. Even though the dude came at him with a switchblade. Yeah, three dudes deep. They came at him three dudes deep, and he was defending himself. Not a single fucking jury in this state today, let alone in 1997, that would even, there's not a prosecutor that would even consider doing it. There's not a cop that would even bat an eye at this bullshit. Like, I I shit you not, I got serious, like, mad vibe. That that, that scene got a little too close to home, strangely enough. Um, There was a guy, I was playing a show, there was this guy at the bar, he was being a drunken idiot the whole fucking night, right? The whole goddamn night. And then my, my, I had family there. My two cousins were there with, with their girlfriends. And this dude was just, like, being way a little too touchy-feely. And I'm going up to the owner, and I'm telling him, like, I don't know what's up with this guy, but he needs to chill the fuck out or leave because if he doesn't, I don't think it's going to be pretty. And then, like, all of a sudden, um, I'm playing – my band's playing Inner Sandman on stage. And I shit you not, right when I get to the part where I'm like, hush, it's like, now I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. This dude fucks up again, and my cousin fucks, rocks his shit. Just boop, done, on the ground. <laughs> like, just out, out cold. 
spot. He didn't die. Like, he didn't fucking die or anything. No. But I'm he just saying. He fucking killed like, him with a falcon bullet. Like, the point, the point is, the guy in the movie, like, literally said, hoo-hoo, I'm just a hound dog. Like, he, he literally tells you he's a shithead troublemaker at the very beginning, <laughs> like you already didn't because know. Because Jerry Bruckheimer subtly hardly knew her. As cheap, <laughs> as, as, like, as quick, as quick as, um... Uh, the movie starts and he's like immediately like you know tried for fucking murder. It's I almost guess. like Shawshank in that sense where it's just like bam, bam, bam. You're in jail. It's time for the plot. <laughs> like when it's you, get into the setting as quickly as possible. But when you get to like the the central point of when the story takes off, I feel like the pacing there is kind of perfect in a way in this movie yeah like you, it's just like stroking the tip a little bit at first with just a wee bit and then like it gets like more actiony the longer the movie goes like and, and that that last action sequence goes on for a while and then jackson pollock painting <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get that bit did we yeah no we, we did that like an hour ago yeah, no no a- no i didn't know if that was when we weren't or we were oh recording. yeah, no, that was on there. That was right, yeah. well into the show. Yeah, cool. Yeah, my distaste for Jackson Pollock <laughs> as an artist is well documented. Oh man, like Dave Chappelle falls, like his corpse falls from an airplane. Oh my god! <laughs> because Dave Chappelle, I totally is- forgot that was a part of this movie. No one deserves to die that fucking hard. Well, I mean, he was, uh, yeah, like, Cause, he cause literally died like super hard. 95 pounds soaking wet with a rock in his pocket. And then when his corpse falls to the sky, it weighs, like it weighs 10 fucking times. Because it just craters the car. At I mean, here's the other thing about, like, he, the fact that none of us at the time uh, that I, I think, anyway, stopped and thought. It wasn't until after the fact that I'm like, wait a minute. He had a message written on his shirt, yep. which was white. Yep. He fell from a fucking plane yep. into a car, yep. should have splattered, yep. but the message was still quite legible because yep. they called John Cusack. Yep. Like, there's no world where that happens. But well, the car also, softened the blow. He would have been paced. Think of it like the tables in wrestling. He, it would have looked like he spilled jelly all over that fucking shirt. But they read the message, right? Yeah, they, they did. They're good to go. Oh, I, oh, I was gonna say like it's like it seems a little like wobbly how he even got tangled up in the wheel. Yeah, in the first that place. that always even like because he because he was because like he was running adjacent to the blank. Yeah, really close, but like like it he, doesn't make sense how he would get caught and like mashed yeah, into that, wheels. that that never like well, pr- that processed one, right in my brain. I either. think I think that what they were going for is he jumped onto the wheel as it lifted to try and get in with the landing gear, but he got caught between the wheel and the hull of the plane. And that just sort of crushed him, and he was unable to move and or breathe, and that's how he died. Damn, that brutal as fuck. I mean, it is, but... I, I, I don't know. We're going to have to call the Mythbusters on this I, one. I, I kind of read that scene that he was like, the reason why he kind of fell out of frame suddenly because he got caught under the wheel or something. Yeah, yeah, that's how it shot. Make yeah. you think he went... Like, he's trying to make you think like he got fucked up, like, like caught up in the wheel, but at the same time, how? It's like, he's running this whole time. It's like, oh, I fucking tripped on a rock. If that's the case, well, you're not going to get hit by the fucking wheels. You're not. You're not even near them at that point. Like, I mean, I, I'm, now why? This, why are we digging in logic and fucking con air right now? I mean, <laughs> I mean obviously, we, we know none it of works it. on it by its own rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I got another one for later. Uh, trust me. <laughs> uh, the the one that kind of confused me, and, and maybe I'm just dumb, 
It's like when John Cusack gets to like the learner field to the, the very top tower, there, there's a dead dude in it. I'm like, who killed him? The uh, the cartel. Yeah. The cartel? In the, that we're waiting with for the <laughs> other guy in the jet. The okay, small jet. I mean, I didn't catch that. That, well, that's that, just the assumption. I mean, you're. I mean, it's fair to bring that up because, at the same token, like the cartels there at this point, they're chilling out at the plane that all the um, uh, cons on Con Air <laughs> are coming. Said the thing. Said the thing again, and um, but you know, there's a dead guy there. All they do is cover it up. There's nobody at at the actual watchtower when there's a plane actually coming. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, I, I kind of figured it was for like a. Secret ooky spooky plan. Also, I'm just sort of like weirdly fun. It's like there's like this trailer town also in this like great like just smoldering graveyard for yeah. planes. Like it is, it is like a plane junkyard. But in this universe, planes just got to be like dropping out of the sky every five minutes because they're like just like Pat said, smoldering bits just everywhere. Just like, like this is like a Mad Max like esque yeah. <laughs> like playset because like there's just like just the burning remnants of just mangled planes. Also these weird like trailer families and like this old man and this little girl and like the, this South American cartel that's there. <laughs> I mean like obviously I'm not picking apart this story. I'm just sort of making these observations. Yeah, <laughs> never really understood. Like I mean I guess I can. Like, in the end... It doesn't even matter. I mean, I guess it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. It's like, shit, we haven't even talked about how we got to this point in the movie. Ah, That's fine. I mean, I feel like... I feel like like if you're going to click on an episode, you're not going to click on Con Air unless you've seen Con Air. I know, but what if someone who hasn't seen Con Air wants, just for shits and gigs, wants to hear what happens in the movie? Then they, they probably go <laughs> well, watch they it. they can just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, we've actually had several people who wait to watch or to listen to our episodes until they've seen the movie in question. I mean, that's that, that's a way to watch a movie, I suppose. Yeah. Well, for some reason, there's a handful of people who like to listen to us for our banter as and opposed God to our... God bless all of you. Our movie criticisms. God bless <laughs> us, everyone. Um... Also, what, 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 wait, hold on. Are we just going to brush over the fact that fucking Pat turned into Doodle Bob for a second? Yeah. Just, it's fine. Jesus fucking Christ, they finally started talking about the movie. And then look what happened. I mean, we all have our things. Uh, I'm gonna, being Doodle Bob is one of them. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I, I feel like we're lucky to be at this point in the show, so forget Leonard, literally like explaining the film. Also, how did Otto feel about this film? Oh, uh, Otto had a good-ass time. Oh, yeah, he fucking loved it. Damn he right. is grinning ear to ear. Also, if, I, if he had ears. But say, there's no ears there. I, save your padded tree for later, Shim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know what? Otto's mad. He's mad now. Okay. Oh no! Well, Otto's mad now. Pissed him off, asshole. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know how he couldn't hear me. There's no ears. What if he just flew at your face right now? I I would leave and never come back because your house is fucking haunted. <laughs> well, uh, no shit. Because Abaddon lives here. Her, Abaddon her. literally lives here. Abaddon. Abaddon. Ah! Oh my God! The lights just flickered. No, they that's didn't. never. God damn it, Captain <laughs> of Shimmies. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, but man. there is someone behind you right now, so it's fine. I mean, yeah, all these action figures. 
No, it's no, all Colin right. first on get his way here. And he it's all right. I yes, Colin Firth is pissed. No, it's cool. Fuck. I have the cupboard from Indian in the cupboard. All I got to do is throw every one of these fuckers in there. And I'm no, John Cusack just walked in the door. Like I heard you guys were talking shit about me. It's all right. I'll put in my John Cusack action figure in the Indian in the cupboard cupboard that I have, <laughs> and they would just talk about politics all night you and know, distract no. each other. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little uh, unsure if that movie holds up. I don't think that movie does. Wait, what? Movie? I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a wee lad. Oh, but the, I yeah. watched it yeah, when I was like eight, and I mean, even as an eight-year-old, I was like, "This movie's garbage." Okay, let's let's be real. The old, like the one frame that is fantastic in that movie is when he opens it up, and it's like Darth Vader, RoboCop, the T Rex from Jurassic Park. A bunch of other shit I don't remember. That was I mean, cool. the only reason we liked the movie is because, like, shit, I want a boss that turns my toys into living creatures. Yeah. My, I, my, I had the VHS, and it came in, you know, like that plastic shell case that VHS has came in at the time. And it had, that like... always sucked. And it had a reversible slip case. On the other side, it was made to look like the actual cupboard, and it came with the little figure from the movie. No, yeah, I, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that I one. had that shit. I remember... <laughs> I felt bad for the dude who played the Indian. His name is Lightfoot. And he was in other fantastic uh, films, uh, such as Cull the Conqueror. Oh, we talked about that one before. And Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, my God. He was Nightwolf, wasn't he? Was he was Nightwolf. He was totally fucking Nightwolf. Oh, man. Yeah. And then some other stuff, including a movie we'll get to at some point called Adaptation, starring Nicolas Cage. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's Charlie. But, but I would say yeah. if you if you want to watch a movie that has a good indigenous representation, that's actually a solid film. I would recommend Blood Quantum. Yeah, it's a zombie movie, and it looks sick as shit. I've not heard of this. It, it's that's a great same. movie. Uh, I it's one of my favorite movies from last year. It's about a it's a zombie apocalypse movie, but uh, the indigenous uh, population of this Canadian reservation are the only people immune to it, and. Uh, it just gets wild from there. It's fair. You know what else has like surprisingly solid uh, indigenous representation? Fucking Letterkenny. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're First Nation people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten that far in the show yet. Because I think I'm like on like season two or something. I mean, oh, Tannis was introduced in in the first season. Pretty early, I mean, if not that, pretty early on at least. Yeah. Like I still, I'm, I'm, I still haven't seen like less, like maybe two and a half seasons. Oh, it's like good that. stuff, sir. Good stuff. Oh yeah, I'm gonna Allegedly. get to it eventually. <laughs> Allegedly, it's good stuff. But um, so let's talk about how many people about- does it take to fuck an ostrich? Allegedly. Anyway, so Conair, yeah, Conair, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think Danny Trejo should shave his mustache more. Well, maybe he young is Danny an Trejo. interesting character without a stash on him, but he looks kind of badass. Also, I gotta wonder how he'd look now, though, because it gives his face just the same but older. Yeah, but I mean, it might he make a difference. Might look cooler. I also thought I don't know why for the I don't long- know how that's possible. Danny Trejo is badass. As yeah, I want to see that documentary that was made about him. What's uh, that it, on? It, it made seventy three. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I need to find out where you can watch it because I really want to see it. I think that. it's on Voodoo. I have it on my watch list. Um, I've been really wanting to check it out. I, I also, I'll say uh, uh, a friend of mine, they were, I think they were out in California at Danny Trejo's actual, actual Mexican restaurant. And he got to meet him. And it turns out Danny Trejo's really short. I can see that. 
I mean, you can rent the documentary for like four bucks on Amazon, but it's not streaming on anything according to Google. I mean, and, and Danny Trejo is one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah I mean, also here. big shouts to Danny because we know you're listening. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he he shared uh, a drawing I did for one of our episodes, mm-hmm. like unprompted. He just, I guess, vanity searching saw it and he shared it. That That's is awesome. fantastic, actually. Yeah. That is great stuff. I, I think I heard something once that he likes playing bad guys who get killed because he wants to show that good guys win. And that's why he's usually the bad guy, and the bad guy dies a horrible death when it's Danny Trejo. Yeah. He also, he also saved the baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a car crash, but the car was turned over, and he like just snapped into hero mode and saved the baby. Neat. But, uh, Danny Trejo's character is not a hero in the movie. Yeah, he no, plays no, Johnny no, Twenty Three, and why is he called Johnny Twenty Three? Because he's a rapist. He is. Um, uh, he, has, he has. Yeah, he has. He has twenty three little heart tattoos to represent all of his victims. But he also tells the one female guard on this plane that it would be Johnny Six Hundred if they knew the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would be like he'd have two full sleeves, wouldn't he? Yeah. Like, at least, <laughs> yeah, for ter- sure. And, and, and besides, it's not like criminals are ever known for, you know, inflating their stories. I mean, you know what? He is such you know uh, a good guy in real life. I'll allow it. <laughs> if he if he went into casting being like, you know what? He, he went in, he's like, I, I want to play this this rapist. Then you know what? Go right <laughs> Because he's going to get I think, get like, got. if you do that, I think Hollywood what? has to, like, Put you on an FBI. What? <laughs> what if? What if that was like one of the weird fucking rewrites, right? Like, what if his character, like all the hearts on his arm, represented like different companies that he took down because he is indeed a hacker. Yeah, but one of the rewrites, uh, you know what? That that <laughs> all that nerd shit, all dude. that nerd shit. That's so like 1992. We need to make him a fucking rapist. Like I hope <laughs> a sexual deviant. Like like what the like. I hope John Cusack is listening to this and be like, they're being so nice to everybody no, else, why, but just being assholes to me. Why would John Cusack listen to a podcast about Con Air, though? Because he's the type that would definitely vanity no. search his own name no, no, to no, hear what I, people no, say about him. No, here, you know, I, to debunk that wholeheartedly, here's what I'm going to do. Whenever uh-huh. this episode drops, uh-huh. I'm going to tag uh, Sir uh, John Cusack, who has not been knighted. Uh, <laughs> nor, nor is he a British cat. citizen. And yeah. if I immediately get blocked, I'm going to be like, well, he's obviously not going to listen to the podcast. I mean, sure, if you want to. It'd be, uh, it might pay to have a big-time Hollywood enemy. Did you know I, I tweeted him many, many years ago before I knew all he tweeted about was politics? Yeah. I, I was like, hey, you know, since I get all the time, the, the, it's like back in the day, all day, every day, especially when he got famous. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got uh, called Jack Black a lot growing up. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, mm. all the fucking time. Like, it's so <laughs> like an insultingly no, I mean, high no, amount of time. I, I mean, no, I never really, like, took it as a bad thing, to be honest. Because, like, I like Jack Black, and, you know, I mean... I mean, and, and put, if y'all haven't seen Cannon's high kick, it's to die for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. But, um... Yeah, one one day I tweeted at him. And I was just like, "Hey, you know, since since I look, I mean, I look like Jack Black. If you ever want to like a debate about top five lists, I'll let your boy." I never got a response. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, and then a, I, I saw his tweets. I was like, "Okay, I get it now. I know why he 
doesn't like fun. It's because he's still <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> and one day, like six years from now, he's going to be like, hey, that cannon guy. Here's well, my list. I got a humdinger <laughs> one for you. It's like, top five reasons I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just this episode of the podcast. <laughs> I, I do I do like how in the movie and and I forgot some uh, one of y'all said it before the movie started like oh we're gonna get like a roster reveal when they started listing all the baddies that were about to enter actual Con Air the plane that was called the Jailbird right uh-huh, they had j- uh-huh. Jailbird on the side like it's a fucking like tour plane for Ted Nugent or something <laughs> oh, God. it's it's like I you know what I, on and that it's just full of bison meat. <laughs> See, I, I was thinking like <laughs> that's Joe Rogan pops through the door. Have you heard of elk meat? God, because <laughs> now I, let me say some transphobic shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of transphobic, we should probably then we'll get to that at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was. I don't good. know. What are you talking about? There's not. There's not anything that's aged very, very poorly uh, in this film. You mean to tell me that Sally can't dance is a trans icon, and we should respect her? Uh, so there is a character. <laughs> Who is legitimately named Sally Can't Dance. And, <laughs> you know, somebody else described this. I don't want my voice associated with this thing. Uh, it, it, let's just say it is a very, a very offensive, was that, transphobic pr- representation. Was that name supposed to mean something? No. I didn't really understand the name, to be was, quite it honest. It was probably just a, a, a mean joke. I didn't know the, I didn't know the yeah, character well, had a name until the ending credits. Well, yeah, no, they never said the name. Yeah. I think it was... It, I think they went with Sally because it's a very, very effeminate prisoner and can't dance because the character put on a dress and then danced poorly. Because 1997. Also, I thought it was kind of strange that she, uh, she was like the fourth person on the credit roll. Yeah, that was odd. How, <coughs> I mean, to be fair, she had better moves than Elaine from Seinfeld. Well, yeah, but I mean, <coughs> but, but but apparently when I was just sort of looking about the movie, has better moves than um, that, <laughs> she was having a seizure. That's how they shot that scene. <laughs> apparently, on like the curved scale of like <laughs> LGBTQIA characters in films, she was treated on a curve better than her contemporaries at the time. Yeah, I mean, like the the yeah. the worst. Probably the worst part was when Nicolas Cage was making his way up to the cockpit of the plane and, like, punching and kicking, just kicking the shit out of everybody else. He's like, bam, bam, manly punch, manly punch. And then he gets to Sally Can't Dance, and it's just a, it's just a really hard slap. And, ah! Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. It, it wasn't was... awesome. So, uh, but look at us now. Yeah. But the, the, the thing I hate about any sort of, like, trans representation in this area is... It's literally just like the the uh, era of trans woman, and and that's just the joke. And and plus, and plus, it's sort of this like really vague thing, like gay equals trans. Yeah, like because either either Sally is either a very effeminate gay man or a trans woman. Because but to like a lot of people, what's the difference? Yeah, uh, to shitheads. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things like you. D- Looking at it now, you know, nearly 25 years later, you can't really tell what exact joke they were going for. It, it, it you just like, know you hate it. It's just like, this, yeah, this well, is such a that, weird joke to make. Like, why is this here? Yeah. And a good test is like if 
you're like, something's off about this. And just be like, God damn it. I lost my train of thought. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, granted, you know, I spent. Uh, or, or you, okay, now I remember. It's. Uh, and there it goes. <laughs> Son of Gra- a bitch. <laughs> granted, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of my time spent with this movie was when I was a kid. And, you know, yeah. again, I'm grateful going back to movies that I watched a lot when I was a child because, you know, you're not going to get all the fucking, you know, jokes. You're not going to get the plot. You're not going to get what the hell's going on or what have you. Mm. And then, like, this rolls up, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I didn't remember this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it, but it just all, it, like, what I was trying to say is, all, like, ask yourself, what is the joke here? I, I just, and, and a lot of times it will can be just boiled down to, this person in the LGBT spectrum is just gross. Isn't that funny? And that's just the joke. Well, this one, I don't know if they were going for gross or I, just... I never oh, really got a full of weirdos that, and look at this weirdo no. in a dress, I think is what they were going yeah. for. Yeah. Which is another like form of revulsion. It's like, yeah. oh, look at this person. It, even even yeah. even if they weren't like physically repulsed by the idea of a trans woman, it's just like, oh, this is silly, ain't it? Yeah. Even if it's, sort of like, it's just like, oh, in the background, there's nothing like abjectly bad happening to them so like it's yeah. still just like it's still like being like made less than yeah no it's not good i mean i will say at least in the vein of the movie um uh, character was treated pretty much like one of the crew for the most part yeah it, it was definitely played for more of a looney tunes type gag than a oh look that's disgusting gag. Yeah. It's, yeah it's still not good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, i was say like whatever they were trying to go for it wasn't good either no, way no. yeah well and then there are a couple other things like other things about certain characters that rub me the wrong way like why did we have to make ving rames character this like cartoonishly stereotyped black nationalist character because there's a huge chunk of the movie where we literally find out everything about these characters in like a what would you say like a it's three to four li- minute exposition it's literally a roll call but i will say it, it, it <laughs> at least in the context of like i guess like a prison movie it was just like oh the list of inmates that were getting on the plane there's this, this guy and, and the movie's already two hours in this particular instance there is like it's not good, but it's at least explicable because, and I just checked the dates because I was pretty sure this was going for, not two years before were the O.J. Simpson murders. So oh, it was yeah. a time of, of heightened white fears of, of black nationalism and race tensions between Rodney King and the, the O.J. Simpson stuff. So that was pertinent at the time when they were filming. Justin brings up O.J. <laughs> this time it was totally... And doesn't fucking scream about it. Because I'm actually making a legitimate I, point. I, I, I know, I know. From, <laughs> but I'm not saying this is something that's just like uniquely wrong to this movie. There, there, There is this trope of like the violent black nationalist. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure really misinformed yeah no it's bad but i was just saying that that's why this one probably had it because they would have been filming right after the trial ended also like i don't remember like word for word but that character apparently was like even though they were in jail their entire life they were uh pretty uh pretty well prominent in uh pop culture yeah, because like, didn't doesn't he have like have a fucking book in this yeah. in this movie? Got a book, like a New York and, Times bestseller. Interviewed, interviewed. They're about to. They, he had a deal for a movie based on him. Yeah, I'm just like, holy crap! 
<laughs> yeah, or, or it's like, and I know this is what wasn't what Jerry Bruckheimer and the writer thought, but like, it's like they're, they're only taking him because they think he's literally that dangerous, even though he's just trying to help his community. Yeah, there's a lot of tropes, but they did say uh, but, he was uh, in a '90s action movie. Yeah, so he did you, say you he was going to play it. along <laughs> until yeah. it was he got. Until it was his time to get what he wanted, and then yeah, vamoose. I mean, he said it with words that we can't say. Oh yeah, well, yeah, obviously. That would, that, I was surprised by how many times those words were said in this particular film between him and Dave Chappelle. I mean, speaking of words that were said in this movie, Dave Chappelle, like I think I read like ninety percent of his dialogue was ad lib. Yeah, he said. And he, you know what? He did a good job. Yeah, that's no, fine. <laughs> he was funny. The, his he had some funny bits. Because I, I th- there's some of these one liner lines that. That's that was really fucking redundant. One liners, <laughs> one liners that had to be in, which had to be improvised. Like it, it feels like way too like organic to be written. Like this, like this was like manufactured by the Hollywood Man, this machine. This motherfucker spontaneously combusted. I seen this shit on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> like that was fantastic. That was a good time. Dave Chappelle, he takes, he pulls uh, this little baggie from his stomach. He, I guess he had like a string tied to his tooth. He starts uh-huh. pulling, and and then this little bag comes out, and this little like like wax bottle tube that has some sort of flammable liquid in it, probably lighter fluid, probably just sitting next to this guy and starts this whole con air fiasco. Gets the gears turning on it and pours it on this guy that he's been calling Cochise the whole time. Uh, lights him on fire. Like, big-time fire, and then, like, all the inmates escape. Yeah. And then it becomes Die Hard on a plane. And that's just great. Like, as I'm saying, like, Die Hard was the perfect action movie template, and it happened many a times after it. Yeah, no. It was so good that it had, like, three kind of bat-to-bat. They had Con Air, they had Air Force One, Passenger 57. Executive decision. Get off my plane. Don't forget executive decision. Executive decision. Kurt Russell, I'm Steven Seagal. Sure, I'm sure there was a Jean-Claude Van Damme diehard ripoff somewhere, maybe. You know, I mean... I mean, I, I've, we've already established I haven't seen any of his shit, so I couldn't tell you. you no, I, you know, I don't think there was. He was pretty much in his own little little genre there. Well, um, I mean, there's nothing that would really qualify. Well, JCVD was kind of that because he was stuck in a bank heist, but he was also playing himself and it was really meta. So I, I wouldn't say that was a thing, um, but yeah, no, like like John Van Damme was he was pretty much his own thing. Like how Schwarzenegger was always in Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, like none of them were really diehardy. There was always Schwarzenegger, and Stallone was always Stallone. You know, Van Damme was essentially the same thing. Um, can we talk about how incredibly buff Nicolas Cage looked in this movie? Oh my yeah. god. He's got that, like, perfect V shape. Like, I, I know this was either, like, about to happen or around the times where I guess he was about to be Superman or whatever the fuck. Yeah, because he had the long hair and those tests, uh, the tests. Oh, that suiting. wasn't his hair, sweetheart. No. Oh, no. no well, I mean, he still had long hair, like, when he was doing the tests. He had extensions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. What I'm saying is, like, when you see the tests for the Superman yeah, suit, yeah, he it, had it, the it long is hair. literally that hair. Yeah, and uh, 
Uh, I think I read like he he like also just like kept like working out because he wanted to look jacked for this movie. And you know, bravo, Nick Cage, you did a fantastic job. Yep. There yep. are even stories that he was like he would be like like lifting weights like between his scenes. Like he would like he just got to be vascular for this next shot. Yeah. And, and I do think, like, of course, you know, there's always a montage of, like, dudes working out and when they're in jail. But then, like, he's being extra as fuck with it when he's doing, like, inverted, like, standing, yeah. like, push-ups. Handstand like, upside push-ups, down. Yeah. Full-on handstand fucking push-ups. Yeah, like, I said, like, the whole beginning of the movie, like, how long How long do you think it was between, like, opening credits to uh, when he finally, like, starts talking about, hey, I'm going home, son? Was that five minutes, maybe? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe eight. That. That was along with the opening credits and whatnot. You yeah. know, opening credits were a thing that used to happen, uh, kiddies out there. They used to. <laughs> I swear to give you all the... Like, I loved how when he's getting transported to the plane, like, he just volunteers his, like, his life story <laughs> and about his daughter to, like, the... The, the 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 woman guard is just like I, I literally didn't ask. But okay, <laughs> he was excited. It's yeah. like I'm a like, I'm a. Tell he's you about right now. to meet his, his daughter that he has never met before. He's literally yeah. getting out on her birthday, yeah. and, and that was to establish the, the connection between him and that female guard. I mean, which I came get it, play. but doesn't mean I can't like get a bit out of it. Actually, you know what? Here's here's the fun thing. I didn't realize until just now. Check this shit out. Uh, we are recording on the 14th of June, but that doesn't matter. But we're recording <laughs> on the 14th, one month out from Nicolas Cage's daughter's birthday from this we're movie. We're a month away from little baby Poe's birthday. That's right. So and, it, <laughs> and it's 10 days past the 24th anniversary of the, of the release of the film. That's right. So if you're in Vegas in one month's time, look out for planes. You know what? Because uh, they say uh, every year on the night of the plane crash, <laughs> the, 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 the craft will descend and f- go to the street, but it will disappear in the break of night. <laughs> Welcome to Ghost Air. <laughs> Ghost Air. That's the next movie. I mean, it, it's funny. Like there, there is a uh, a bit about Simon White talking about what he wanted to do if he was ever ever able to make a sequel, and it sounded. Pretty much as it's crazy you'd probably think it would be, because like his quote was, um, "For the sequel, they're all robots, or the convicts are reanimated as super convicts, or where the good guys are bad guys and the bad guys are good guys. You know, something shocking." No, no, you see, the, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, you see, here's the thing: there's already a sequel to Con Air. You see, Cameron Poe later decides, you know what, I want to become a pilot. <laughs> and the sequel is left behind, and he's ashamed oh. of his terrible, like, like in and out, not Alabama Southern accent. <laughs> that is also that is both great and terrible all at the same time. Like we've all like like lo- know like looked up that he fucking like went to Alabama to like learn how to talk well, like an Alabamian. Apparently, he was only talking <clears throat> Alabama night or whatever the. Fuck. He was probably only talking to fucking other rich Alabama people who do have that kind of that old antebellum Southern accent. I do. Oh, it says, I do declare. I do declare. I mean, why? I mean, after just watching Raising Arizona for the first time, I mean, I gotta admit, why not? Why not just do that again? He wanted to be authentic. I, he should have just did Raising Arizona again. 
Just I mean, also, I agree. Pat's thing. I'm gonna save the fucking wait. I'm gonna save the fucking day. For, for, for those of you who can't see this, which is everybody, yeah, everyone, Cannon like mussied up his hair and then before he said that line. So, Pat, your thing about the sequel reminded me. Did you guys ever hear about what the ideas for the sequel to fucking Russell Crowe's Gladiator were? What? No. Oh, I've heard they're buck fucking. Wild. Okay, like the the main one that they were about to move forward with is that the spirit of Maximus, played by Russell Crowe, inhabits different warriors through time. So, like, you've got Maximus fighting in the Revolution and fucking World War Two and, like, Viking shit. And just goes weirder from there. You know what? I, what I appreciate the fuck out of <laughs> were movies in, like, the 80s and 90s that they were just weird as shit and they got greenlit, like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I, I fucking wish... That a movie that weird could be made today. I, would, I don't give a I, shit if it's dog turd tastic. I mean, I just would love to, just the fucking audacity to walk into a exec office, stick their finger in the exec snout, and be like, "Guess what, bitch? It's time traveling ghosts, and you're gonna shit your pants." I mean, I'm arg- I would argue to say that shit like that is just happening now. Yeah, I mean, look at Fast like, and maybe Furious. N- not exactly that, but well, uh, if they if they fucking do that bit with their Rumored that they now, bring in Jurassic on, Park. On. You can't do that. You can't do that. First of all, Fast and Furious is a successful franchise, sir. Yeah. That just keeps getting more and more batshit insane. Yeah, I know. They're going that, to that, space. That's why, and that's how they get better. They've <laughs> literally, they've only gotten better. Like, if this shit doesn't turn into Gurren Lagan at the end, also, that's probably we, the only one that gets that. All right, we, we, we talk about this. Okay, now, first of all, the fucking... Uh, I'm pretty sure the website that broke uh, oh, breaking news, possible Fast and Furious with uh, Jurassic World crossover, that site was also We Got This Covered. Now, I, I'm i pretty sure this was made, but uh, for those of you who can't see, it is a, a picture of um, Ben Affleck's Batman um, squaring up next to uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the MCU, and it's a tweet that says, From We Got This Covered... You stupid fucking morons will click on anything. Do it. <laughs> fuck you. And the article's called, Whatever the fuck you want to see in a movie, it's happening. Please click the link. If you don't, Mark Zuckerberg will come to our office and give us a noogie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's, that's about what you that's a, Send me that. We're going to put it on the, <laughs> the post for this episode. That's incredible. <laughs> But yeah, um, but uh, word to the wise: don't listen. We got this covered. Yeah, there's a also whole- uh, Nicholas Cage just tanks a, a bullet shot to the arm. Yeah, well, it was oh, more like a great no ass. selling ass, no fucking selling a fucking bullet to the. I mean, granted, it did graze him, but at the same time, he's still just like no soul. Unflinching walk, he just like pound, just kept walking. Yeah, like Christopher yeah. himself. This like- this was definitely his most action movie. I have I mean, to he, say, he was like, jumping off cars and shit. He was, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, I like that scene. Yeah, like the ambush. The ambush scene was fucking great when he's just like, fuck this. I got to get insulin to my buddy. Yeah, the whole time he has a friend in the movie who pretty much almost dies twice. Yeah, but still survives. Still survives. The black best friend survives. You know in what? A, the bucking of tropes from the 90s. I, I, bet your, I bet your ass in the actual first cut of this movie he died. But they were just oh, like, God. you know what, we can't, we can't. In the have first him cut, die. he probably died of the beatus that he had, and the second cut, mm-hmm. he probably died from the gut shot. 
Yeah. And it's like, you know what? What we combined it to and he still lives. <laughs> it's like I was joking around in the movie. This character has diabetes and he needs his insulin and he hasn't had his insulin and he's just crawling on the ground at this point. And then he finally gets the insulin and then Cyrus the virus shoots him in the gut. And then in the middle of the movie, I just go, oh, shit, he just got the insulin injected into him. Now it's pouring all over the place along with his blood. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's counterproductive. He was trying to save the day, but, you know, fucking hard-headed motherfuckers be hard-headed motherfuckers sometimes, you know? They do be hard-headed sometimes. It do be like that. It do be like that sometimes. <sighs> Man, uh, also, like I only had, like, one other factoid in my list of uh, fun factoids. That's good, because we're coming up on the end of the episode. Yeah, I know. I know you got to go to bed soon, Grandpa. Well, I mean, also, like, we're... <laughs> I'm just fucking with we're you. We're at, like, an hour 50. So. We're already at another hour? Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. We, so, we had a, okay. a whole one-hour preamble. <laughs> so, Frank, I hope we talk... I mean... I don't this know is, how long this is we a solid like fifty percent of the episode I, was about the movie. I, I know this, this is the this best second half. Definitely has been. This, more this about is the best percentage we've had of a movie probably since we started. But yeah, I, I, I would say at least the first four episodes. Yeah, no, since since jujitsu, I would say because jujitsu that was most of that episode was just a shitting all over that fucking movie. Yeah. I will say, I'll take it back to when uh, I did the uh, Back to the Future episode with the AYCH crew. Um, granted, storytelling not as good or you know in-depth as Back to the Future. I still believe that once this movie gets going, it kind of flows well for what it is. Just oh, a yeah. dumb action movie. Yeah, okay, sure. before all right, before we close off, the fucking John Malkovich death scene makes no fucking sense. None. One hundred percent none whatsoever. Hear me out. Go on this adventure with me. Sure. Okay. He's handcuffed. All right. First of all, he's handcuffed to this fire truck crane thing I'm a jigger. The ladder, yeah. The ladder that's going up and he like uh-huh. crashes through this like, overpass this overpass walkway, walkway, walkway thing. Overpass, skywalk. Yeah. Goes through, okay, falls off, right? He's going straight. You assume he's going to fall straight into the road that they're on, right? No. Somehow ends up in some... After falling through, like, power lines, just, like, endless power lines. A lot of power lines. A lot of power lines. And then just lands somehow in this construction area. Yeah. (laughs) With, with like, a rock pounder. (laughs) Rock pounder going up the conveyor belt, falling down where his feet are falling in the direction of where the thing is dropping, but then it cuts to him where he's done flipped somehow and his head is there and he gets his head squished. And also this is all like at midnight. Yeah. I feel that, that seems to me like they, they had these cool two ideas for what the ending would be. And then one uh, the one who lost got petty as shit. And was like, well, I'm going to put this ending in here anyway. Fuck you. And, and plus, we, plus, we did talk about earlier how the movie was being rewritten on a daily basis. Yeah, so that is true. There's probably yeah. just like, oh, well, each one of those moments was filmed on a different day where the script was completely different from the day before. Yeah, then the, the editing just said, fuck it. We'll do them both. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? Well, whoever the person... <laughs> Was it had to edit this movie? God bless, because like they probably had like a just a fistful of cigarettes in their hand, be like this fucking movie. But, but all in all, it, it's fun, fucking pristine '90s action, cheesy bliss. Mm-hmm. I after have not seen it for a long time. I still enjoyed it. We watched it on Amazon Prime, and it yep. looked 
great. Oh, like, yeah, no, the quality was very good. Even some of the, like, you know, shitty blue screenshots were not that terrible. No, no, it really held up. I would say, plus, like, it's, like, dubious as a lot of Jerry Bruckheimer produced films are. He always, you know, they always look pretty solid. Like, mm-hmm. like Armageddon is not a good movie, but it looks good. But what do you mean? Like, I'm sorry, what did you just say to me, The movie's, like, you've got... You gotta. Bruce, I don't wanna close my eyes. Bruce Willis drilled a hole into an asteroid's ass for this, not even the country, for this world. And and you do this? He, he drilled a hole in the asteroid's ass so Ben Affleck could drill his daughter in the ass. <laughs> I, you're you're not wrong. That's how much he cared for the world to go on, so his daughter can live on and just like. Anger bang Ben Affleck on the reg. And then they have all those little bald-headed babies. Yes. All the the bald-headed babies that look like Demi Moore for some I reason. Just, <laughs> I just want to take a moment to remind everybody that the main song from that was by Aerosmith. Yeah. That they so that was write. Steven Tyler singing about basically Ben Affleck fucking his daughter. Yes. Yep. Have was, you, what was, wait, wait, was I Don't Want to Miss a Thing the theme song? Yeah. 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 That, was our, that was like their, yeah. like... Would you believe that was their first one, number one hit song? Yeah, it was like their first. That actually shocked me. Well, it was their first like even close to hit since the Run DMC crossover, and that was their first anything since like the first album they did. Also, what was the song where they he literally had his uh, daughter in the music video as like I like a sex object? A no, 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 no. This it, was before it, that. This was when Liv Tyler she was a lot and, younger and Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, there was yeah, in that that's video. the one. That's the one. Yeah, they were frolicking. Yeah. Oh. Was it? I Fuck, know. I don't I don't think know. it wasn't. It's a good song. I'm yeah. not going to lie. The song's good, but the vi- I'm just like, why would you, why? That's, There's definitely yeah. some questionable choices. But then, like, this is a Stephen Tower, and, you know, like, I would say decades of substance abuse may have something to do with and it. There, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of questionable choices. I'm uh, pretty sure he's known to have had, like, relations with at least one teenager. Yeah, probably. You mean to tell me that a rocker from the 70s and 80s has, has, you know, sexually assaulted an underage person? I am shocked. Hell, if you watch The Shield, characters just openly admit to having sex with 14-year-olds. Yeah, but that's that's uh, that's uh, that's the... the <laughs> but TV that's another show. podcast I cannot wait to record for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's probably a good place to end the show. Talking about... Steven the, the sh- Tyler being creepy as fuck. But uh, all, all David in all, Bowie did it. Oh. watch Con Air. Watch Con Air. It, it's 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 a good time. You mm-hmm. four four five five. Is that what? Yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's so a, that's a, that's an eighteen, 18 out of twenty. That's higher than um, the last one. Is really? it? Yeah, I thought was it higher was than that, the last one was seventeen and a half. Really? Well, I know Jonathan did bump it up to a four. Did he that did bump change it to anything? A four. So. Because Jonathan started at three and a half in Raising Arizona, got it, yeah, we got him through a four. So four, t- four times four, sixteen. So this, yeah, yes, I, I guess this is now our highest rated Nick Cage oh movie. Oh my we'll, god, we'll crunch the numbers and get right back to yeah. you. Yeah, I knew it would happen. By God, I knew it would happen there, but I mean, winner, winner. I mean, chicken dinner. I mean, Conner is, I would say. One of the Mount Rushmore of Nicolas Cage films. Yeah, yeah. But just look at the progression we've had of Nick, like the top rated Cage thing. Because the first one, well, obviously, Willie's Wonderland was first because it was the only one. Uh, but then it was uh, succeeded by Color Out of Space, mm-hmm. and then Lord of War, and then Raising Arizona, and now Con Air. 
that's a pretty weird group. But, uh, you know, I'm down for it. So the next one has to be a dog shit tier movie, correct? Just no. to even it out. Well, well, no, <laughs> no. We got next, a special episode. Next, next week. Wait, what? Next week's next a special week episode? Next special episode. I think you're going to be real happy about this because... Uh, is it time? It's going to be Worlds Collide. You hear, hear first, folks. Oh, my God. Next week, it's a special Travolting Development Caging Greatness crossover for Face Off. Oh, it's finally happening. The it moment finally every, happening. The moment no one has been waiting for. I mean, we've been waiting for uh, it. We we have been like just like just ready for this like in spades mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point. But oh yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I I uh, but I feel before, like next week we're going to have some massive face-off versus Con Air discussion. Uh well, yeah, you see uh you see, again, uh, as of now, I have thought in my brain that Con Air has been my favorite Nick Cage movie, and I, I gotta say, after tonight, that's that still holds true. Yeah. But Face Off, like I, they've always been neck and neck, <laughs> and we're gonna finally answer the age old question. But yeah, the only sweet. thing oh, is, like, it, the only I can only give it a five. That means. If I give it a five, we're going to have to have a special. <laughs> Sorry. God. <laughs> Just burped uh, everywhere. We're going to have to have a special um, debate episode. Point, counterpoint. Yeah. Which is better, Face Off or Con Air? Only if I give Face Off a five, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes. Like I'm, I'm legit not doing this for a bit. Yeah, I haven't seen Face Off in probably ten years. It, it has been a long time for me. So as well. um, it should but, be good. And I, I've got some work to do uh, making up the mashup theme. I've got some ideas. Should be fun though. Just have them kissing. Well, I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> we'll we'll take it under advisement. Um, <laughs> One more, one more Con Air fact before we shut her down for the night. All right. And I'm sure all of you are going to love this. Okay. Kid Rock-based American badass on the character Cameron Poe. Fuck him. See, why see, am I not <laughs> Because there was a it bit... It makes I, so much sense now. <laughs> Because there was a bit I, I was going to do earlier, but I forgot. If there was ever going to be, like, some kind of, like, musical equivalent of Con Air, I, I would not put it past Kid Rock to do, like, a... Concert in the sky, like on a plane, or just a bunch of drunken derelict screaming and hooting hollering while he's just belting out the jams. <laughs> Somebody's gonna tell Kid Rock, "Hey, you know you can have concerts on Fortnite now, right? You can do that now." I mean, the fucker has a cruise that he does. He's just such a shithead. He is kind of a. Sh- I mean, not kind of. He's he a real big shithead. Fucking Congress. Yeah, yeah. You remember that time? He's hell. He's in the news now lately. He's like just like. Calling people the the f word in his club slurs. for filming him at, at I mean in a public I mean, place. I'm not, and, and one of his bars was one of the only restaurants in Nashville that refused to shut down. Yeah, COVID. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm shindig. not. Uh, and that was indeed his bar, right? That, yeah. This whole shindig happened because yeah. I remember when we were arriving in Nashville to see AEW. We were seeing billboards for this place. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I agree, you know, in, in in the world where everybody's, like, filming everything, you know, it can get kind of annoying. That being said, uh, they can do it. 
And if you're going to, especially if you're going to be a shithead about it, (laughs) you definitely deserve to be recorded. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're literally giving people receipts at that point. If you're dropping slurs. Like what the fuck? Quit being quit being a dumbass. If you if you don't want to be filmed being a dumbass, don't be a dumbass. Yeah, that that's I as mean, simple as that. It's real easy to not be a real simple asshole. Real simple. Just very, don't. Very simple. Well, well, we, uh, <laughs> after the fifth some, time of trying some, to sign off. God damn this. it! They're talking about Kid Rock now. What the fuck? I'm trying to go to sleep. I got work in the morning. Frank, you got a good. Uh, close to an hour out of no, us. No, 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 yeah. no. That's, uh, that's uh, okay. Uh, this episode's going to be what two, 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 fifteen, maybe. Yeah, we're we're about uh, two oh five right 205 now. Two oh five there. Yeah, two oh five live. Okay, just, just raw. <laughs> so, Jonathan, <laughs> three no. hours. We got to make it to raw. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, God. No, this is this, no. this is SmackDown territory. Watch Con Air. That's all we're saying. Yes, Con Air is great. I also watch Loki because we have to shill every MCU thing. Also watch Invincible. That's really good. I still need to see that. I love the yeah, book, same. though. The, I, I got I to hear them like scream it. about it. Now, it see, there's a show that we can boy y'all to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shoe's yeah. on the other foot. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, it's why what, why yeah. is everybody flapping? I don't. We're doing it as an intimidation tactic, damn that's, it. I'm not that's intimidated. That's the thing. I don't know why. Jonathan. <laughs> they're flapping at me. I, I don't feel intimidated. <laughs> I just it was feel, a thing when we were in the water that one time. Just feel kind of sleepy. <laughs> Jonathan! Yes? Where the fuck can the people who are still listening find you? They can find me at Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and John Edson 12 on Letterboxd. Very nice. Patrick? Well, they can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. My art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. And be sure to go check out the AYC8 side of things. Where if you're listening to the episode the week it comes out, we just dropped episode two sixteen where we don't make an origin film where we had a plan and that plan didn't happen, but we had, but we had a lot of good conversations along the way. So go check it out. It's a, it's so a lot you of pulled a Cajun greatness, uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We say as much in the show. Like like Pat was like, okay, let's get this thing back on board, and I I had to be like, Pat, honey, we're forty minutes. <laughs> this ain't happening. <laughs> Uh, Canon. Uh, yes, I am that Canon guy. You can find me at that Canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And if I was ever in a situation in any kind of world or any universe where it was just me and I had to fight uh, bunches of four-year-olds to the death, <laughs> I'm just going to... damn it. No, we are not doing this <laughs> nope. right now. <laughs> we are not. This We're is- not? Uh, this going to be a to be continued? It's going to be to be continued. Okay. Oh, the quote Mad Max, that's bait. <laughs> that's bait. Uh, uh, my number is 750 now, just saying. Nope. Uh, out of context, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, Fuck we'll, y'all we'll hit that on the next uh, the Survolting <laughs> Development Cajun <laughs> Greatness <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, I am, of course, Justin Snipes, uh, also known as Captain Chimmy. You can find me at Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music, uh, Captain Chimmy on Twitter and Facebook, all the shit. If you see Captain Chimmy, it's, it's probably me. It's probably me. Might not be, but most likely it is. Uh, you can also find me at the comic strip here in Tuscaloosa. I sell comics and uh, other stuff, but mostly comics. And coming up in July, our friend J.R. Mounts is going to be back, known for fried pickle noir and uh, yeah. some other new stuff, including Shadows of Ourselves, his new book. 
Uh, it's it's several fantastic art pieces. Really excited for that. So uh, yeah, if you're in the area, that'll be July seventeenth on a Saturday. Be sure to swing out, say hello, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, more importantly, watch Con Air. Yes. Tune in next week for Face Off. Yes. And never let anybody cage your greatness. Testicular torsion. There's only two people I trust. One's me, and the other isn't you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence.